Uh, what do you what have you been up to, brother? Dude, nothing. Just dealing with not having a job and trying to get one. Yeah, it's weird to have too much free time without a way of getting income or a thing to do. I don't That's know the weird is thing, the too, part. is I have like a finite amount of money, but you still spend money in daily life even if you don't have quote-unquote bills like rent and stuff you know yeah. like i want to get food i want to do this and it's slowly dwindling yeah and it's yeah. weird to be stressed out about spending money on like a, a food or something you want to take your girlfriend out to dinner or something yeah like, i want to go see that movie oh know. shit there's eight bucks and you feel it shrinking yeah and yeah. it's almost like all right now i need to get a job that much earlier more than yeah. anything else or when i move out i'm not gonna have as much savings as i would have you know didn't your grandparents help you out when you graduated Kind of. I mean, like, my whole family did. It was fucking awesome, and it's helped. But then when we went on that cool road trip, I spent some of it. And then, you know, it yeah. just shrinks quicker than you think. It always goes quicker than you think. Would you go live in Colorado after being there? Yeah, probably, man. Denver was... Denver is really fucking cool, actually. It's kind of exactly what you'd think it'd be. But, uh... Just bright as hell. <laughs> I don't know. It was too... So close to the sun. It was. That's the funniest thing you've ever said. And there was that, just... There's no... Oh, there's no, uh, what do you call it? Canopy of like le- like trees and stuff. Like you yeah. get out of the sun easily here, but there is just like a bunch of, uh, what, are the, what are the, not indigenous trees, but Decidua- deciduous, or, uh, yeah, deciduous trees. Yeah. It's just or too no, much for me. Coniferous. What is deciduous then? Leaves? Where they leaves fall every year. Yeah. Okay. Coniferous trees. It felt like central Oregon, like bend, but if you put like a huge city there and then there were dope mountains everywhere around it, yeah. it was really cool. And the thing that was like going to a few big cities now, like Seattle and San Francisco and LA and stuff, it was by far the like cleanest. Nice. And, but not like high culture, like rich people, just mm-hmm. like chill. Like the coolest people from Eugene all in one city, which was just fun to be around, you know? Yeah. I don't know where... I, here's the thing. I, in my head, I always like almost like fantasize about living in Hawaii, but I'm sure if I go there, everyone just says it's dirty. And it's like... I, think I know. Of, yeah, a lot of people fantasize about L.A., and when I went there, I'm telling people it's dirty, too. You know? Yeah. No, L.A. is disgusting. How clean your, your near surrounding is is a big thing for me. Oh, I would trade away. I mean, I don't even understand the draw of a big city. I mean, I've said this to you so many times. It's like, what do you actually need around you? Like, I like a movie theater, a grocery store that doesn't suck, isn't too expensive. Yeah. But people parks, are things. Like, but like, oh, yeah, people, yeah. but not like... Like, what are they doing? Like, shopping? Yeah, like, what does a big city offer? Oh, it has more stuff to do. Like, what know. are you doing? And just a bunch of ways to go spend money. I don't know, yeah. man. Being in LA was the weirdest thing because there was just too many people to the point where it's like... No one's I, looking at you? Yeah, and no one yeah. knows each other. And it just felt... if It felt like the worst I've ever felt. I felt like a rat in a cage with too many rats in it. Oh, my God. Imagine New York because the weather's shit, too. I don't get New York yeah. at all because there are still trees in LA. LA was like a nice place. But New York yeah. seems like just cement everywhere. Yeah. Concrete jungle. I just feel like humans just weren't meant to be around so many people that they don't even know. Like, it just feels kind of weird to walk past 10,000 people and not see a familiar face, you know? Yeah. It's weird to think of in life hustle and bustle. in terms of that, of terms of like, all right, what did we evolve as, as animals? But I think and it how is. How are we, yeah, taking care of that now, those yeah. needs, yeah. I think it's a good way to look at things. And I think that's why doing things like working for five hours on a website, just like staring into a screen, clicking things, it's like I get done with quote unquote work and I just feel like 
I didn't do anything. I feel the exact same as if I worse than if I played video games even. Yeah. Like it's not rewarding at all. You didn't satisfy any like, yeah, real like primal need or yeah. whether it's talking to people or exercise or yeah, any of that stuff. I do like talking to people. I don't know, man. I almost want to make another thing on my website with like personal training. It'd be cool. It would be cool to like help people with exercise nutrition. Oh yeah. No, for sure, dude. I really want to write that book where it's just, if you have never been into a gym, this is what I know coming from someone that, you know, has a background and has been a trainer. Just like yeah. the most basic stuff. Just when you walk into a gym, you're going to see this. It's going to be uncomfortable. You're yeah. going to see a million different machines, but fuck that. First, mm -hmm. go over here, Just, stretch because yeah. you haven't stretched in years, you yeah. know, and then go home. And mm -hmm. then you went, you know, you went, nice. you did it. Good job. Accomplished. Cross it off next time. Add something else. Just like, you know, beginner's guide to general fitness, not, Absolutely. hey, go become Arnold. Yeah. But just, hey, go sculpt your body go start or go yeah, yeah go be better because it's intimidating i almost think going straight to machines is almost a like a worse way of doing it i think just going like all right just pick up two weights and do anything just like you know just do anything with free weights i think is a decent way to start because it just feels natural when you have it. like you could be doing anything and it feels good whereas if you're in a machine i never feel like clicked into a machine really well mm -mm. unless i've been At least on not it in like the beginning yeah. yeah it takes yeah a long time to where you can really engage the muscles that you want mm -hmm. and also it's like in the beginning, just go and feel like you did it. And if you go get on a machine, you're going to feel awkward. You're going to feel like people are judging the amount of weight you have on the machine. And even if you don't, you're just not going to be doing it right. So, and plus machines kind of fucking And people suck aren't anyway. judging each other. No one's judging each other at a gym. I don't know. Maybe. I think some people, I, I mean, I'm not judging people, but if I see a guy, I judge the people that are doing the wrong thing. And that's yeah. why that book would be helpful. Too if heavy. I see some not little light, dude, yeah. yeah, no, never too light, but yeah. some dude that has too much weight on and he has terrible form and he's jerking the weight all around. I'm like, you know, what the fuck that guy doing? You know, yeah. other people are thinking that too, mm -hmm. but that's a good chance for you to, you know, grow out of caring what other people think too. It's like, okay, fuck it. I'm bettering myself, but not in that way. <laughs> yeah. Well, I do think women might have it worse because every woman who goes to, or the majority of women who like don't work out all the time, who go to gyms, like it feels like everyone's looking at me. I'm like, they probably are. Oh, they probably are. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> don't tell them that yeah. they're not because yeah. they are, but yeah. fuck them, you know? Yeah. Like who cares? If anything, they're like, nice. That's all like, that's all the guys think when you like look over and you see someone, you're like, nice. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. And who cares? And it's if not people some weird, you? like, <clears throat> you know, like, yeah sexual thing it's no. like oh nice nice yeah cool and then you go back to lifting because you're like you're, you're you know you're in like a trance head state when you go to for a gym. sure when you have your headphones in and in between sets you're just like sweating and you're amped up and you're just looking around you're not like really judging these people you're just kind of like observing yeah you know? you're almost not yourself yeah i think a really cool book to write would be like chronic pain from the perspective of like not a scientist talking about like oh and then this happens but just being like hey so you start noticing like a little thing in your elbow shoulder back knees whatever um, and then like, this is what it might look like in a month. And then like, this, this, these are the things you might try and the loops you might go to. Mm -hmm. Cause it's a weird thing where I think most people deal with some sort of chronic pain. Yeah. And like, Hey, here's the most common movement deficiencies. And this is might mm. be what's causing your pain. Cause like my dad's like, yeah, my shoulders just always hurt. And I'm like, okay, well you sit all day and your shoulders come forward. Yeah. And it's like common sense. It's like 80% of people that have like shoulder pain in the front of their shoulders, their shoulders are all protracted and mm -hmm. i show him a band exercise where he just retracts his shoulders like oh it feels great yeah and it's like so many things can be solved right now by adding a two-minute thing into your day and dealing with chronic pain is fucking terrible it, like it robs it you of peace of mind yeah it robs you of peace of mind it can rob you of happiness it can be a constant just nagging in the back of your head where you're just like 
you can't fully settle into mm-hmm. yeah yeah peace you can't fully settle in the moment it takes me out of flow zone more than anything else like oh yeah if your lower back's hurting when you're yeah. just grinding or you yeah. want to go watch a movie and you're like even getting into the flow of like enjoying a movie but then you're like oh you know you're like adjusting too much and then you're like oh maybe this would be better if i took an advil or k or if i ate or you know mm. so many things and the, like those thoughts are what takes me out of like even enjoying like a good movie or getting into the flow of like other things so mm-hmm. chronic pain is like my biggest like man fuck you why do you exist yeah and that's reason enough to get into just general fitness because it definitely helps with that right like if mm-hmm. your back's hurting and yeah. you go work out which seems counterintuitive mm-hmm. go do some deadlifts go do some supermans whatever you do you come back and you're like oh i feel way better yeah and then it just makes you have better posture which is probably the cause of it your well, chronic pain anyway but unless you're going to the gym and just doing push-ups and stuff exactly so that's why the book would be yeah, nice that would like, be oh these are the most com- basically these are the yeah. most common mistakes people mm-hmm. that come in like just Don't focus every on day part. yeah yeah, don't focus be, on your front at yeah, all. Round it out. If you yep. do something, you have to do the opposing motion. Otherwise, you're just going to be tight in one direction. Just stuff like that, you know? Mm-hmm. It just sucks because no one would read it. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, and if you wrote something really cool like that, it's like, yeah, no one would read it. Well, how do people become bestsellers? So they just keep grinding at it for years and years on end? Oh, dude, that wave of internet popularity, like Book of Jim. That mm-hmm. was an Amazon self-published thing, and that was just a writing prompt, and that sold like yeah. a million copies. You That's know, nuts. And it was a good book, though. It was I liked great. It. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's like, how do you get that? It's just random. That's the weird know. thing about as it. As far as uh, like exercises I've been doing, literally just holding like two twenty, twenty-five pound weights over my head and just walking around has been the best thing I've done lately. Mm-hmm. No, since I haven't really been able to do anything after my surgery, I've just been trying to like stretch more often. Mm-hmm. Just because, god damn, you get so tight. Like once you get into stretching and that becomes kind of normalized and then I get to surgery and I'm just sitting all day and I'm like, holy shit, you know, yeah. like you don't notice it when you haven't been flexible and I haven't even been flexible. I've just been more flexible than I have been. Yeah. Keep this about fist from my day. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it, stretching is is nice. That's all I've been doing really. <sighs> stretching is the one thing that like I am the most opposed to because it's just. Really? It's just one of those things that Give never clicks in my head. Well, well, here's the thing. So what I've really been thinking about is the the concept of one day. And mm-hmm. I think it's the most motivating thing, but also the thing that ruins everything. So like you say, okay, I'll stretch every day or exercise every day because then one day I'll be healthy and happy, you know, like whatever. Like you, you idealize one day where all the hard work comes together, but then missing one day you can stop. You can stop exercising or stretching in one day and then you just don't do it again for months on end. Like, I just stopped going to the gym at Dixon one day, mm. and then two years later, and I barely lift, you know? I don't know, man. So how does that factor into stretching? Just that, like, you don't get as much bang for your buck as general I, lifting? I, I don't have the one, the good motivating one day, and the one day where I stop happens too early. Where it's like, it's, it's just never something I can get mm. into. That and meditating, you know? You've been yeah. meditating lately? Oh, what, four days? <laughs> four days of <laughs> I'm, I'm a fucking days. yogi, dude. That's the wrong thing, but... Yeah, well, and the mall says, like, an hour a day for 60 days. But what's at the end of it? I can barely do 10 minutes. I don't know. Full enlightenment. <laughs> Hopefully just more calm. I feel like I'm not a calm person. And people like to think that if you're not calm, you're agitated. Yeah. And I'm not like shaking or nervous. I'm just like, and hyped is the wrong word, but I feel like I'm just whew, like kind of going. Yeah. But I kind of like Brad Pitt. Mm-hmm. I just told us to Cam and she made fun of me. But <laughs> <laughs> Brad Pitt just seems like he is ultimate zen. Oh, just yeah. like hanging out like nothing could phase him like that calm vibe mm-hmm. i would like to have that <laughs> me too i don't know no you have that way more than i do 
I think if I have it for any reason, it's because I've overwhelmed myself so much with psychedelics that now like regular life things that like would normally have thrown me in the past. I'm like, nah, you know, yeah, I think that's what's helped it's me the most way to get there. <laughs> yeah, I know. Exactly. And it's not the right way. And if, I think meditation is probably a healthier, better, long lasting mm. way. But it worked for me. You know, it's so weird to try to like tell whenever I ask guests like, hey, what's your opinion on like education system, how it could change? Like, well, who am I to say? I'm like, who's anyone to say? But it's fun to talk about things like, yeah, for me personally, psychedelics have helped a lot, like especially Mm -hmm. DMT, um, not LSD at all. (laughs) I don't know, man. That argument about how LSD might be the most dangerous substance. It really fits true, especially because of country fair that one year. Like, yeah, for you, that's anecdotal. But yeah, I do agree. I think that. I mean, again, we're not experts at all, but I feel like if someone was to have a psychotic break or like an episode like that, Mm -hmm. LSD, because it's so intense with the visual experience and how distanced you feel from reality and the length, Mm -hmm. that seems like the trigger that could, you know, that could do it for me. Like that's why DMT is so cool. It's like the worst case is like, okay, yeah, I'll be sober and yeah, like eight minutes. But then mushrooms is is even kind of weird because it's like, man, that's gonna be three hours. I don't know. There are a lot, man. I, I I just, like we said earlier, like I want a substance for almost escapism, like every once in a while, like once a week or something, it'd be nice to just be like, okay, go shut it off for a minute. That's kind of sleep. But for some reason, whenever like nighttime rolls around, I don't want to go to sleep. No, me either. I always get so excited for the next day for some reason. Like yeah. when I wake up, I'm not like that. Like no. when I wake up this morning, I was like, God, this day is going to be fucking, I didn't get enough sleep in the doctor's office and you want to Hopefully stay in this bed. weird podcast thing goes well no, <laughs> just kidding and no, now i'm like fuck yeah this is awesome but yeah. Then, yeah i get most hyped by the end of the day and then mm-hmm. i know every day starts off kind of rough because of my uh, uh caffeine addiction i yeah. wake up just needing caffeine right now <sighs> dude i gotta get on a consistent sleep schedule i've said that a million times in my life <laughs> it's so hard though with our position right now of not yes. even having what being unemployed and not a student mm-hmm. you know well I feel the most, I feel like I'll actually like wake up like super happy, like 6am if I have something really cool happening that day. But if you do have nothing going that day, like you are laying in bed in the morning, just like, why am I going to get out of bed? Mm -hmm. I could just stay here. And then you really feel like a sack of shit, you know? (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. I just wish sleeping was more comfortable. It's like, especially if I need to pee in the morning, I'm like straight up uncomfortable. I never get that, dude. You don't get that? And I pee once a month (laughs) at (laughs) at night, at night. Well, sometimes I actually like drinking water before bed so I can wake up at like 3 a.m. Realize, cool, that was a pretty cool dream. Go back in and have another vivid dream. Yeah, that might be K, though. Your whole chug water before bed because you feel thirsty. Because so last dehydrated. night, well, yeah, I took K before bed and I was like, just, I drank like three hydro flasks, which feels awesome. You're like, man, I'm drinking so much water, but it doesn't go it anywhere. Right through you. Yeah, it goes right through you. I've been drinking, people call it sole water, but like salt water, just like mm-hmm. a teaspoon of Himalayan salt. Yeah. Just drinking it. I do feel better. Like if I ever have like a dehydration headache, It'll be gone in 15 minutes if I do that. Wow. But again, it's so demonized where it's like salt and fat are the two things that I think are healthy. But I mean, the science isn't quite there to back it up. There's just the science that shows that it's not as unhealthy as we once thought it was. Yeah. We don't know anything about nutrition. So it's like, oh, nothing. So it's like moderation and then choosing healthy sources, you know? Yeah. Like fat, probably not ice cream, probably nice. Yeah, good point. The butter you eat. But (laughs) here's the thing. Expensive butter. We once hated butter because one company paid for fear mongering against it. So who Mm. knows if maybe now Kerrygold is just like, yeah, grass fed butter is so good. It could be not, you know? The fact that money can pay for what we think is a dangerous fucking thing. I think that's something that people are just screaming out for right now is just some sort of like objective truth in news and media. Like, Mm -hmm. 
I even had like an idea for a podcast where you would just, I would take the L or, you know, take <laughs> one for the team and just look at all the common news sources like Fox News, CNN, Washington Post, all that stuff, and then just compile it to, hey, what's the common thread between? Because mm-hmm. that must have been what happened, yep. you know, the common thread. And then I'll just report that into a podcast over a 30-minute segment each day. And at the end, I'll end with all the uplifting stuff. That'd I'll, be like, cool. have political segments. And it's like, hey, I'll just call it objective news. Objective news. I like what it. what the fuck? What, what how is How do this? I figure it out? I want to know what's going on in the world. I'm coming into it as an adult. Mm-hmm. Politics is important, I think, to be a part of. Absolutely. But one, it's depressing as fuck. But I don't think that's... That's, I think that's just them, you know? Yeah. Well, it's the fact that every news source you hear from is on a team. Like, I love David Pakman, but he's on a team. Mm-hmm. If I try listening to his podcast, he only says one side. He will never compliment the Trump administration. And, like, I have been taking the L out. Like, I will watch Trump's speeches and I'll, like, listen yes, to both I know. Things. I watched his most recent thing, yeah. And it's like, I can, I understand why he spoke to, 50, like, 50% of people. Like, mm-hmm. a lot it's of... It's different. It's different. He claims the system's messed up. And, he's and it is. And shake it up. Yeah, yeah, I know. He's not... He yeah. was speaking right through the haze. So I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, I see the benefit of that. We just need someone who is less egocentric to, to also be doing that. Like, yeah. we need a left-wing person who is just, like, speaking straight to the people. And Andrew Yang's kind of that. Like, he kind of, like, he'll go on Reddit and be like, hey, what should I do with the next debate? And someone's like, you should break the fourth wall and speak directly to us. And then he, like, kind of did. But, like, someone needs to go in there exactly like Trump. Where he can just like throw insults back. Like someone could be Powerful. like, yeah, yeah. Oh, what about this scandal? He's like, well, at least it's just Rose Harris. You know, it's not, you know, just have like, we just need a, a celebrity kind of in there who's really good at acting, <laughs> but has the, like Leonardo DiCaprio should just run for president. He's yeah. charismatic, but he also has the world's best interest in mind. Yeah. That's really it. But how do you, yeah, I don't know. I know, but it's so many so of them funny. are like, Crazy. I don't want to do that. I don't want to spend my time on that. I'm like, please, just for the better good, like Joe mm. Rogan or Leonardo, please just take the L and just do it. I don't know. I know, but it's, if you could get stuff done, then I think more people would try to do it. But yeah. I think going into it being like, I could probably do more good for the world in the private sector than mm-hmm. I could being the president, you know? Yeah. So it's just, that makes it even harder. And I don't know how much they do. Every thought, every thought Trump was going to destroy the world. Like, mm-hmm. it seems similar to me i'm sure that some industries have been affected like i know that federal employees have been affected you know like steve couldn't get research for his mm. you know projects and grants and stuff like that but i mean geez people were pretending like it was going to be world war three yeah yeah it's like instead of set the clocks back at night set it back like 300 years or whatever yeah and here's the thing i don't know enough to say for sure but he's like trying to screw over china and stuff and i'm like some of the things he's doing are kind of good like mm-hmm. you know i don't know man it's a weird thing like all the countries should work together more but you see the other countries and you're like they're not going to work together like like russia and china they are like all right we're going to take over the world slowly so mm-hmm. it's like you know what we should kind of like i don't know we're just fighting fire with fire though yeah oh. no there is like evil in the world there that is. you can just point at oh there's isis mm-hmm. you know oh there's the hong kong protest it's like you can just point at it and see it yeah and I don't know. It's just crazy. It's crazy that America could just stomp it out instantly. That was what was weird about ISIS was that it got so huge. And then. Well, you listen to both sides and they both make sense. Like, okay, so the argument I've heard against ISIS is like, well, we need the war to stomp them out. And then people like Sam Harris will be like, but every every bomb we drop creates five new ISIS members because they say, oh, my Mm -hmm. dad got killed by them. So it's like, okay, that's valid. But then it's like. Well, you know, then what what caused 9-11? Because they did that unprovoked. I'm like, okay, well, that's a good point, too. Like. There's a seed of evil over there that I don't think that... Yeah. yeah. And I oh, think, my gosh. Uh, people would hate hearing this, but I think that that could only be solved with violence, you know? There's certain things in 
the world that have to be. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know, Ask man. Like a, <laughs> Some people just won't change opinions. Some people are just so hell bent on their dogmatic belief that it's like, yeah. what are you going to do? Like their prophet fucks 13 year olds and they lock people in cages and light them on fire like evil that's evil evil that's your evil yeah. right there you can just see it it's not some hidden behind the curtains mm-hmm. thing it's that's evil but again it's not the people because it's like okay if you were raised by osama bin laden i'd be like that too yeah, yeah and, an and i can't blame you i can't yeah. blame you you've been brainwashed for 22 years so how now. do you stamp out yeah. an ideology i don't know through extinction like i don't it's just crazy what are you gonna go over there and convince them to like america now like I know. Hey, we've been bombing you forever because we really don't like your belief, but like, you should adopt our belief system because who yeah. says ours is right? It's just these general these general social constructs of like, hey, women can't really make decisions till they're 18. It's like, yeah, that's kind of good. We shouldn't, you know, like I do think our beliefs are better, but I was born here. Maybe in their their belief, you know, in their system, they're like, oh, you know, like now we take women, care of women earlier. Like I can't really understand all of their thought processes, but they obviously don't think they're the bad guys. Mm-hmm. That's the whole thing. They no don't think does, they're evil, yeah, yeah. you know? I don't know. That's what made uh, what movie? That's it, what made Narcos so good. Is that Pablo Escobar didn't think he was a bad to person? With the yeah, I like that. I like stories where the bad person is the good person. An antihero. Yeah, yeah, I like that too. Because otherwise, you're Sopranos, like Sopranos. Yeah, yeah. Because bad people don't think they're bad people. That is like the biggest flaw that a lot of movie makers make, and a lot of people who talk about like evil people think they're like, oh, it's black and white. I'm like, they think they're good and we're bad, mm-hmm. and I think we should. I don't know, man. I think a lot of it's miscommunication. Like, have you... I think a lot of it's like joining a team too. Just like you were yeah. talking about with politics, how no one wants to. I mean, we were talking about this earlier, how everybody has to be on a team, and mm-hmm. that's why I think I could have a show like that. Because I'm like, I don't give a, you know, I want the world to be awesome, mm-hmm. and I don't care what avenue it takes to get there. So I'm just gonna, yeah, tell you what happened. But you know? then both sides will hate you. Is the whole oh, thing. of course, because they want you, you know, to be on their they team. Want you it's to be on their so team. weird. Like yeah, you say like, yeah, like, th- like, okay, I think universal healthcare is good, and then you say, but I also compliment Trump for whatever he did with China, like that actually had the seed of good in it. Both sides are going to hate you because you're going against their like core belief. Yeah, even though I'm trying to just do good and just I report know. the objective truth to it's, whoever wants to listen. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. These these things that affect us all have so much money in them that like, it's almost to the point where I don't believe anything I hear because it was all curated by people with a billion dollars feeding me different news sources. Like they could have paid for the Reddit thread with a hundred comments that all say a similar things in like mm-hmm. super unique ways. The, the Russian troll farms. Yeah. Or they just go it's on real. and just create controversy. Yeah. It's yeah. Crazy. So it's like, okay, what can I believe? Like, I think Reddit's one of the most truthful places because of the upvote system. Mm-hmm. But now that that's starting to be infiltrated, I'm like, what are we going to believe? You know? And it's also, I want to talk to you about this too. It's weird when certain things like Reddit, or even YouTube or a bunch of different like media outlets get infiltrated by kids because now every like 12 year old has an iPhone. So then you see all the YouTubes skew towards that because 12 year olds can just sit on their phones all day and watch YouTube videos. Yeah. And that's where they make their money is from views. So now it's like they're marketing towards the idiots. Mm-hmm. It's just crazy. So it's almost like 12 year olds are deciding how media markets or like how reddit works it's really you know what i mean because they're they're uploading everything and it's a weird thing it's like okay that's an entire system is to distract you and entertain you but not teach you anything or make you like live a better life like literally just to steal your time in a way that'll overall make you less happy that's an entire multi-billion dollar business yeah what yeah did you watch that ted talk from that guy where he talked about those egg videos where like Uh -uh. the kinder eggs where it's like this huge thing on youtube every video has like millions of views where it's just people opening up these eggs that have different 
prizes in them you know yeah so it's just like these like you know a teenager with flashing pink colors and yellow and polka dots and they open up an egg you're like oh i got the iron man action figure and the kids just watch that all day for the instant gratification and the flashing oh. of colors yeah and they're the ted talk was basically like yo this industry is hijacking your kids brain and gratification system yeah to make money like that's a big fucking deal that's whack but you can't be the one parent to be like no you're not gonna have a smartphone because then they're ostracized they're ostracized as fuck like did you did your parents let you have a phone until you were like later or did you i was one one of the latest i was one of the later i think it was a money thing mostly mostly but Mm, my parents like you're not gonna have a phone i'm like that's smart man but it's also i don't know yeah Yeah. i don't know because once i had one i just texted all the time nothing i was wasting my time i was just like texting people and then you also have that like Kids don't have the perspective. And then if someone doesn't text like an eight-year-old back, like it's a bigger deal for an eight-year-old than it is if you as a 22-year-old don't hear back from someone. You're like, they're busy. Mm -hmm. But an eight-year-old, they're like, that eight-year-old doesn't like me. Oh, my God. Imagine (laughs) how much drama there is in schools now because of phones. When we were kids, at least it was like, I don't know. You had to talk shit to people in person. Imagine all the weird behind the back Mm -hmm. phone stuff. I don't know. I feel like phones would just create. I've had high school and middle school so weird now. Oh, yeah. I bet it's so weird with phones. Well, I think high school and middle school are actually like everyone hates them, but they're kind of cool because it was weird. like we were in tribes. Like we knew everyone in our high school and middle school. Oh, I really liked it. I like yeah, it. Yeah, I look back on it fondly for sure. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't like the coolest guy, but I also didn't get like bullied all the time. It was just like a fun experience. You could yeah. look back, fond memories, friends, different groups. Like I was really uh, thinking of it because Kenzie's like, Terry, were you ever bullied? And I'm like, I think I was just too stupid to bully. Like I think people really tried to and I just didn't pick up on it. And I think that's what stuffs out bullying is if you don't respond at all, they don't get that reward of like, oh, see, they're reacting yeah. to it and they just stop. So really, I think like, you know, you can be too stupid to bully. Yeah, for I, sure. I don't know. Just I think playing dumb. Yeah, I definitely got bullied, but it was it was weird. It wasn't like how I imagined it was in the 80s where you get this shit kicked out of you. It was just like kids making fun of you and then me getting all red in the face because I'm a pale motherfucker <laughs> and we're just <laughs> laughing at you. But it's, it doesn't like haunt me or anything. It was just like... Oh, man. You but know? why doesn't it haunt you, but it does haunt some people? Why are some people affected 20 years after an event, but someone like you aren't affected? Like, I, I think it's because I kind of climbed out of it a little bit and became mm. one of the quote-unquote cool people, which was probably worse than being one of the bullied people because then you have like a weird ego but you know what i mean like you were one of the cool people when you joined swim team i just <laughs> sat next to you on the bus I'm like he's one of the cool people <laughs> and i wasn't even like man i want to be one of the cool people but i'm like i've never like hung out with one of the cool people what are they like i'm like yeah they're cool so i think like that was if my self-esteem was low that built it back up to being normal but what is a cool person you hang out with like attractive people oh, now oh yeah in high school who fucking knows it's so weird but now it's just like someone that's nice and kind and looks like yeah. they have their shit together i'm like damn that guy's cool yeah but in you elementary know? school is who can run the fastest yeah <laughs> in middle school it was probably like i don't even know oh, yeah probably who's the most attractive in high school is definitely who's the most attractive middle school like who had the coolest clothes yeah and then like... college there's no who bullies in college no one knows each other nobody it was messed up i i you have to put in effort to meet people at college. Yeah. Dude, we didn't even live in the dorms. That's a crazy thing. I don't think this... I'm not like tooting my own horn, but I feel like a lot of people would have came out even worse than we did for not living in the dorms. Like, I would not recommend that to anybody. To not live in the dorms. To not live in the dorms. Unless you're... I mean, even if you're really introverted, it's like, dude, just get out there and go live in the dorms. And like, Griffin hated it. Silas hated it, whatever. Uh-huh. They had a bad haul. But I'm like, being in college and being actually in college would be cool you'd feel more of a part of it i get why they tell people to do that it's yeah. weird that it's mandatory 
but they should definitely promote it as like, hey, this will make your experience better. It'd almost be cool if like instead of freshman year, senior year, you're like on campus because then it's like, all right, you're like you you're forced to like learn how to live on your own outside of campus and you get to come and live in, in campus and you just walk everywhere. And all the so cool, cool. people. Oh, yeah, yeah, the old guys. Yeah. Because that was my biggest thing. But like freshman year, I loved biking to campus. It was so mm. cool. But by senior year, I'm like, it's drizzling out. And I wish I lived, yeah, two <laughs> yeah. minutes from my class. Exactly. Yeah, like, I would have gone more. To yeah. I mean, we blatantly went to one class, what, three times. We went the first day, realized, Dude, well, this is a bullshit. hard class. Applied oh, yeah. muscle physiology went three times. Both 320 got, yeah. or one or something. Like a high level physiology class about like all these like weird, how does uh, T-Pore affect this system we went we went for the first day we went for the midterm we went for the final yep and that does not say how smart we are it says how much of a game yes or beatable system game. that classes are it's not it is that's not saying that we're geniuses it's no just we're like not you at can all. just cram i don't know yeah that must be we, did. Taking we, we studied of it, but. the fucking so much like two days before we're like mm -hmm. okay let's just like read through all of it but then i've had other classes where i go every single day and i'm stressed that i'm gonna fail it yeah i think college should just be more i don't my biggest thing is like this uncertainty of like, oh, what does this person want from me to get a good grade? I hate that. Mm -hmm. I hate that so much. I like, hate it. my biggest anxiety or stress in life is the unknown. Mm -hmm. Mostly in the way of like, oh, what's the future? What's this gonna be like? But I'm not stressed of like things that have happened in the past. I'm more stressed about things in the future. I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's, How am I gonna handle this thing I've never seen before? Yeah. Yeah. Or like you like put all this energy into a paper. You're like, cool. I spent like three hours on it. And you get a D or I failed. I got zero percent mm. because I didn't, I missed one citation. It wasn't like peer reviewed. I'm like, fuck, I'm going to fail a class because of one little thing. That's stressful. I wouldn't yeah. put that on kids. I know it's tough. It's tough, especially, yeah, in college, I get it. You're rating people so that when they're going and competing in the workplace, they can have a grade or a mm -hmm. rating or whatever, a GPA, which by the way, no one gives a fuck about no. in my experience no. of applying for jobs. It'd be weird if you put it on your resume almost. It would be weird, remember? Yeah, because mm -hmm. you're like, oh, GPA. And I'm like, dude, I've applied for 50 jobs. Two of them, I've looked at it and it's only federal and they only want it to be a 2.0 or above. Oh, and I'm wow. like, dude, that's like what you need to graduate. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, when you're younger, you're trying to learn, right? Mm -hmm. And like, what's learning? It's knowing more about something than you did when you started. Yeah. If you can prove that to the teacher, then you know yeah you should be i good. get you have to meet these certain objectives yeah i don't know they want you to know how to read or whatever or do well your multiplication tables school is just a weird system it's a weird system but so my mom teaches like like ged students and stuff mm -hmm. and if like they just lowered the standards to get in so some of the students that she gets are like really incapable she's like what good am i doing by passing them through then they're just going to waste more money getting to the next level where then they, they then fail you know so it's like i get it's a weird system that like half the people have to fail i don't like that Oh, that's terrible. Yeah, having to find that weird bell curve where it's like, mm -hmm. you know, two, two out of the hundred got an A and then this many got a B and this many got a C. Because teachers yeah. will do that. Teachers yeah. will be like, and C, the average is a, is a C. So that that's the goal. And I'm mm -hmm. like, that shouldn't be the goal. Your goal should be that everyone has an A. That should be the goal. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's tough. It's weird. And it just comes down to like the social hierarchy of like some people have to succeed for other, or some people have to fail for others to succeed mm -hmm. in like a social hierarchy where it's like, we should be like, I bring them up all the time, but like Naval's thing of like, we should be playing like wealth creation games, like things that lessen suffering and just like help people universally. Like those are the games we should be playing. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's nuts for us to say like, we're not wealthy, you know? Yeah. I don't know, man. Like the relativity of it all. Yeah. It's crazy. I don't know. It's like what we were talking about earlier about just finding purpose in life and you wanting to have free time and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. That's the goal to have I free think time. It all just, yeah. I think it all just comes down to like, you know, why to do this, why to do that. 
to just be like if you think you're a good person then like to actually be a good person and be like a warrior for good yeah like if you believe in the yin and yang of like order and chaos then be like an advocate for order like actually because if you're doing that then what what else are you supposed to do you know yeah you're spending your time doing not as much as you can i think that's crazy like do everything you can to make the world a better place don't those people like jocko and all those people like i love them yeah like joe rogan all those people who are like you got to grind every day because if we're gonna find a utopia then they're gonna be the ones that do the work of 30 Mm -hmm. so the other 29 can fuck off because there's always going to be the you know yeah but do an amount that's equal to what you offer the world or mm-hmm. more if you can. Yeah. Yep. And then the rest, the rest of your time, just enjoy it. I don't mm-hmm. know. Like well, be a warrior for good and then just enjoy your time. And you, yeah, you just can't do it all the time. Like I think people like David Goggins, Jocko, like I think they're awesome and great and it's awesome that they help a lot of people, but I think it's out of touch for a lot of people. A lot so, of people aren't like, they're so beyond the beyond. inspiration that, yeah. Yeah. Like, okay. Like I think the people who most need to be reached are like a little bit overweight people and they're not just going to be like, okay, now I'm going to go run a marathon every other day. And it's weird because in our culture right now, leading by example isn't the best method for inspiration. You know, it's like when I go to this stupid gym, Planet Fitness, fucking hate it. It's the worst place ever. If, you ever, if anybody's ever been there, they know. They have the, Shout out for how much it sucks. It's terrible. It's only $10 a month though. But they have like the lunk alarm, which I already explained this to you, but where it's if there's anybody in there that has like a tank top on and they're like flexing in the mirror and they're like dropping their weights, which yeah. that guy's a douche. Yeah. You can go up to the front desk and they'll um, go and kick that person out and sound this alarm. So it's like, instead of, there's two ways to look at it. You could be obese and you could say, wow, that guy looks great. You know, he might be kind of a douche, but like, yeah. look at him. He put in all that work. He looks great. He's fit. I want to be like that. So that'd be leading by example. But instead, they try to get them out of there so they can all kind of feel sheltered in there. Yeah. That's you know what I mean? Good. Have you had the lunk alarm called on you? No, dude. Okay. I'm so fat right now. <laughs> I'm just well, getting on the treadmill. <laughs> I think it's cool to have good examples. But if those good examples are on peds or like just testosterone exactly. trend yes, or something. Yeah, it's a bad. Yes. Yeah. I don't think those should be examples. I think it's just as bad as women with uh, like plastic surgery being the leading examples of yes, women. It's perfect. That's a perfect example. It's but just if you as see a generally fit person, yeah. you could go, oh man, I'm fat. Or you could say, wow, that's inspiring. That guy did it. I can do it too. Mm-hmm. That's the, There's two ways to look at it. And those yep. are the only two ways. And everybody knows which one is better. It's the one where you point, this is the whole thing. You point the lens at yourself and mm. you say, I could do more mm-hmm. versus what's the world doing to me? Yeah. And it's, that's harder to do, but mm-hmm. that's the best way to do it. That's the way that everybody grows. That's an interesting. I've never thought of the world in terms of judging yourself versus judging others. I've always thought of the world as like, you're either reactive or proactive. You're like, but they, these are two completely different things. Yeah, I yeah. really like that. I'm going to go more into that lens of thinking of, I do think it's better to like criticize yourself and be like, okay, I'll get better. Cause yeah, if you just go around criticizing like things all the time. And that's what everybody does right now. That's it's, what everyone it's, does. They like to point the finger instead of pointing the thumb at themselves. And not like we're all know? the best. We, I totally do that. I oh, still I suck. Stuff. Yeah. But I'm just yeah. saying that if you can catch yourself and mm-hmm. be like, well, what am I doing to cause this? Yeah. Then everybody wins. Mm-hmm. And maybe you look at yourself and you're like, I'm actually doing a great job. Fuck that person. Then yeah. then there you go. At least you, mm-hmm. at least you didn't cause negativity for no reason. You yeah. first checked yourself and then you went, okay, man, why are you doing that? You know. Speaking of, one of my least favorite things along that kind of line of thought is when someone 
will complain about something to you in a not entertaining way. Like, I think it's fun to be like, oh my gosh, can you believe this happened in like a That's fun, so engaging true. way? That's hilarious. But some people just be like, and then this happened and this like, happened. Make the story entertaining. Make it Jesus, entertaining. If you're going to bitch and complain, make it funny and entertaining. Yeah, Griffin explaining his engineering math. This is so boring. Blah, blah, blah. I'm I like, know. dude, make it spicy. It's like, you're going to bring my energy level down and it's like, hey, I have bad days too, but I'm in a good day right now. Please don't make me have a bad day. Yes. I'm not super adverse to complaining i feel like yeah. some people like like jocko and david goggins would be like oh good complaining yeah good oh my god i love that yeah if you complain you're just a pussy yeah, yeah. but it's like but it's it's fine sometimes shitty things happen and it weirdly just like therapy it feels good to vent kind of and just be like man fuck that and at the end of it you're like yeah whatever yeah but yeah you're right you're also using someone else's time to just seed your negativity into yep. them so be aware of that don't mm -hmm. just complain to complain yeah yeah, I don't know. I don't know, cause I was I, I, I'm pretty outspoken against therapy on this show, and I think it's not for the better. But dude, fuck this show. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay, so so let's put it this way: um, if you're if you're venting to like a friend or a family member or a partner, they have vested interest in your life, so they want things to go well for you. But if you're paying someone for your life to like, because your life's not good, they don't have a vested interest. They could kind of help you in a way that makes your life worse, or they keep you have to keep coming back. Like all these things, like I just don't trust them. And what if they're on SSRIs or benzos every mm -hmm. day? No, what makes someone else qualified to fix yes. your life? Yeah, the most personal, intimate part of your life when they don't have a vested. Like if you went off the deep end because of the advice they gave you, the worst that's happened is they just find a different client to fill your spot. Mm -hmm. That's fucked up. Yeah, I think a lot of people. I totally agree. I totally agree. And I'm I've not never, talking and people I've, out of therapy. It helps a lot of people. And I've never been, so I don't know either. But my brother's been, and he really enjoyed it. But yeah, I think that people. yeah, I think a lot of people maybe aren't self-critical enough to be able to see mm -hmm. kind of the flaws in their reasoning. And I also think maybe they don't have the safety net that we do, where I can be like, you know, mom or whatever, yeah. and she'll be like, Rick, get your shit together. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> well, but so maybe that that's their thing. Mm -hmm. They have to go pay someone. But I think a lot of therapists are like. Clinical psychologists are in it to help, I yes, think. totally. Yeah, it's like a weird industry to go to. But I just don't know if not... they're qualified. Like, you have to respect the person to believe oh, them. Oh, now after going to school, I'm like, schools don't teach you shit. They just Anything. need experience. I yeah. don't respect the majority of the teachers I had because mm -hmm. I'm like, they taught me inaccurate information multiple times. I think, um, would you say people aren't what enough, introspective enough to, to be their own Self-critical. Self-critical. Yeah. I actually think it's opposite. I think the the more critical, like, like, you've had some, like, fucked up lines of thinking. It's like, okay, so I think... When someone's with a therapist and they're just like being like, yes, it's okay to think this way. They're like, okay, cool. Let me mm -hmm. think through what suicide is or something. Yeah. But if you're on your own the whole time life, you've been told, hey, don't think about all these bad things. You never get to the end of the thinking. And so you can never complete the cycle and be like, okay, I already know what happens with down that line of thinking. And it's not the way I want to go. So you keep starting it multiple times because you never allow yourself. I think you want to be like. That's so true. Less so, self-critical. Yeah. Well, yes, I totally agree. There's a balance of it. There's yeah, a balance totally. of being. That's like just like, again, pointing the finger at the world or verse at yourself. Mm -hmm. There's a balance of it because sometimes shit happens. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you got to shake hands with who you are and be like, I think that you could go to therapy for the rest of your life and never solve anything or solve a lot of things, but always keep finding that next thing. Yeah. Because you're never going to be perfect. Mm -hmm. So eventually you have to shake hands with who you are and just be like, you know, yeah. fuck it. I'm a weirdo. I'm a weirdo. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I just think because therapists aren't you. It's like they're talking about themselves. Maybe it prompts you. But here, here's like a line of thinking that I went down, which is the main reason that I'll absolutely never kill myself. Do you want to know what it is? Suicide? Yeah. So <laughs> what if it's not the end of consciousness? What if it's the end of your ability to express yourself? So like 
you think, okay, I'm going to finally shut it off. But what if you blow your brains out and it literally just makes it so you can't talk or do like move your body or anything, but you're still in there and just like in this like glitched out like pain kind of thing. Like we have no, we don't know for sure that your consciousness then leaves your body if you kill yourself. For all we know, you're still in there. So I'm like, man, that's a scary yeah, thought. Don't bury me. Put me in front of the TV if I die, you know? <laughs> right? Because we don't know what consciousness is. No, we don't for know sure. if it's generated in the brain. So yeah, like if we're... Don't bury me. Put me <laughs> in front of a TV. <laughs> oh my God. You just but have a dead body. <laughs> Once he's all the way Some rotted. into Bernie's shit. But um, if it's just like, yeah, if, if consciousness is just this big universe-sized soup bowl, mm-hmm. would you rather be expressing yourself in a body that's mobile and be able to explore and yeah. be experiencing things? Or would you rather just be flying through the soup bowl? But would you... I don't know. This is obviously just no, yeah, crazy. I mean, yeah. Would you rather be able to... I don't know. Well, yeah. Like, okay. So say you kill yourself and you're buried and then like a bunch of worms and stuff eat you. Maybe it's like how much of your energy is in different level things is where you are. So now you're in like a bunch of worms and stuff and then like some, um, they get eaten by birds and then you're slightly bigger and then you eat the birds and like, cool, you're, you're a human. You're conscious human being. Like, yeah. Maybe it is like how much energy you've accumulated, you know? Did you watch the... Curse, the new, I know you don't. I'm not a huge fan of Curse Gazette, but did you watch that one called The Egg? Where it's the Andy Weir. Oh my no, god! What is it? <laughs> when did I say that? <laughs> the Kinder Egg. <laughs> <laughs> I love eggs, people. No, no the the Andy Weir, the guy that wrote The Martian. Mm-hmm. He wrote like a really famous short story. Like I don't know, twenty years ago, I got no fucking idea. But they animated <laughs> it in their awesome style with that guy's awesome voice. Mm-hmm. And it was just yeah. Anybody who hasn't seen it, it's it's amazing. It's just about reincarnation and every time you, I'm not going to spoil all the whole thing. But every time you die, you go and meet this creator. And then it's like, you know, well, what's the point? Because now you're going to be reincarnated as a woman in China, peasant, whatever. It's going to be crazy. But it's kind of the fact that every single person in the world and in all of time is you just in different versions. And you just get reincarnated over and over and over until you evolve into another one of the creators. Because the whole point of the universe is to Mm -hmm. become that. And it was just kind of a cool metaphor for that we're all the same exact thing so why would you fuck over your brother or your family you know i definitely agree with the first half i mean that goes i explained it terribly no no. (laughs) so i don't know if like the reason that we're here is to become a creator i don't know why we're here but Mm -hmm. i think i do agree that we're all like the same consciousness the same person in different bodies like that's the whole ram Dass and all that stuff is like we're all god in drag like it's almost like we're a puppet show mm-hmm. and then so like every time like you run into another finger it's like it's still the same finger yeah. like the same the universe body. expressing itself through yeah yeah bodies so i like that and then if someone ever like challenges that like what are you talking about you're not your body and you're not your thoughts you are it's like well you're battling like a thousand years of hindu and buddhist religion so it's like it's not like just me just like being a stoner talking about this it's literally like i've looked at the different religions i think they all have most of them have a lot of good parts to them but I really like that because mm-hmm. you can't like break it down. Like, oh, it's so funny. You could ask anybody like, what's Buddhism? And they'd all be like, oh, the peace, love, close to the universe. Everybody no knows. knows that that one is something different, like yeah. a little bit more special. Or... But no one knows what it's actually about. No, yeah, me either. And I want I want to read the Bhagavad Gita. That might be Hinduism. They're the mm-hmm. same to me. And I know that's probably really because it's like a billion people in each group, you mm-hmm. know. But... It's just weird to discount that. It's just, I don't know. It's weird. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's weird to think about faith because... Everything's like middle school where every kid's like, I'm an atheist. You're almost like programmed to be like, okay, now I'm going to be so far away from what people have always been. Now mm-hmm. I'm not religious. Jordan Peterson talks about that, how this is like the age of atheist atheism and how that is kind of a bad thing mm-hmm. because, yeah, I don't know. But I'm not just going to be like, oh, that's a bad thing. So I'm going to believe something I don't actually Exactly. Believe. I know it's tough. I so, mean, it's such a weird thing. It's like faith is just such a, it's not a learned thing. I don't think it's crazy that anybody could be an atheist 
not to say that I'm an atheist, but it could be an atheist and then be converted to Christianity or Buddhism. It's like, how do you go from being like, ah, we're just organic matter to, yeah. oh yeah, no, this is actually some crazy, without psychedelics, obviously, but how could you, you know, <laughs> how could you go to just become part of that? It's so crazy. Yeah, it's just nuts. like a learned thing. It's you grow up with it, which I did. I grew up with Christianity. And then the entire time, I remember being in middle school, going to Sunday school, being like, this is so fucking weird. Yeah. This is so weird. We're all singing these songs and they're, it's just so weird. It's nuts. I don't know. I think if I were to convert to a religion, it would be something along the lines of Buddhism. But like, I almost want to like, I'm trying to, so I've just been blogging just random ass things, mm-hmm. but I'm going to um, eventually compile a bunch of thoughts into a book called like UMI because I think... It's a dumb name, but continue. No, I'm kidding. I like it. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. But, like that's the, the the core of like defining yourself. Like, oh, I am. Mm-hmm. That's a really empowering thing to be like, mm-hmm. I am. Then you get to say what you are, but then saying you are. It's like I'm either telling you what you are, or I'm accusing you of something, or I'm like asking like, oh, who are you? It's all like putting people off. So it's like, you and I, like like we're both whatever consciousness is. Like we're just yeah. two finger puppets right now. So it's like I don't know. I feel like I see that message everywhere now and it's so cool. That's the coolest one because mm-hmm. that's the one that solves everything else. If you if we all think that we're the same thing mm-hmm. and we're one big we're all just different versions of the same thing. Pretend yep. we're all made of the exact same thing and then it's just nurture that changes to who we are. Yeah. We're all the same seed. We just I grew up in Oregon. They grew up in mm-hmm. you know Yeah, we just Zekistan have a bunch of different lenses. Like we have a thousand lenses. Yeah, but if we're all the same thing, then that solves yeah. seems like it solves everything. How could mm-hmm. you wrong yourself? Well, how could you here's hurt the thing. your brother? I think people do genuinely want different things. I think treat people how you want to be treated is a lot of the reason that people feel like a lack of reciprocity from others is like, I'm like, say you're in a relationship and you really want like physical love and she really wants like emotional connection mm-hmm. and you keep showing her physical love because that's what you want. You're treating her how you want to be treated and she keeps like talking to you for long periods of time. Neither of you are feeling love the way you want to. Yeah. So I think people do at the core want different things because of the lenses they're brought up and like, oh, boom, you're the same consciousness. But now uh, your family never like told you that they loved you. So now you really want someone to tell you that they love you or, or, or your family never hugged you. So now you want physical affection. Mm-hmm. So I think the lenses change what you at the core of you want. How oh. do you think that you express love? Because I just had a whole conversation with Ken about this. That's yes. really How do I cool. express love? How do you think that you express love to Kenzie? Or even your family? By promoting them to be the best and truthful self like i'll call i'll call people out on their bullshit Mm -hmm. and and no one likes that when people do it but in hindsight those that is something i really like in equality putting in effort to make them better yeah even if it means they'll temporarily not like you as much Mm -hmm. because that's important we need everyone needs people to call them out yeah and other people express love through just emotionally hugging you all the Mm -hmm. time you know just like oh you're amazing you're amazing which is really cool too or physically yeah it's so yeah it's so weird because i feel like i'm more like that too where it's like, I want to be your, the best person on your team. It's like, yeah. I'm here to be your sidekick or whatever you need. And I want that also. Mm-hmm. But I think it's also just kind of how you grow up. Like, that's how my family was with me. It wasn't super physical, like always, you know, hugging me or anything like that. Or like, oh, you're the best, Rick. It's yeah. like, come on, Rick, you should do this. Let's mm-hmm. go. You know, like yeah. that kind of teamwork. Like, hey, I'm on your side. Let's do this. And it's just different. There's not like a right way to do it, but it, it just feels good at the, at the core of a I lot want of all things, of it. I it want feels, all three. <laughs> yes. But it feels so good to just know that there's someone who, even if they're calling you out on bullshit, that they love you. They're doing like, it for you. Yeah. 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 That's just nice to know. But it yeah. also like, it feels really good to have My people like compliment that. you. Like, yeah. like if someone gives you praise, it's like, damn, that feels really Especially good. Especially if it's someone that you like yeah, really respect. want it from. Yeah. yeah that's totally. the best. But thinking of relationships as a team, 
I think is a very healthy, like, I think that's been a super, the best way I've been looking at relationships. Yes. Or a partnership. It's part of a better yeah. word, yeah. Yeah, or like we're, like we're two team members. We, we have a universal goal. Mm-hmm. We both want this. But it's a Venn diagram because we both have our own yes. kind of things, but then a shared goal that we're mm-hmm. both, yeah. I think to the point where if I were to, I mean, I, I really hope it never happens, but I'm just saying if I did ever go back into the d- dating game, mm-hmm. I think I would just be like, this is the life I'm working toward. If this is, if this sounds like an appealing life, let's start working there together rather than being like, this is who I am right now. Do you like me right now? You know, that's so true because that's the common denominator. Mm-hmm. Like your goals change, but. I think everybody kind of has an idea of what they're shooting for, or at yeah. least most people. Like, oh, but I'm going to be different in five years oh, entirely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In five years from now, I'm going to look back on yep. my current self and say, damn, that guy was stupid. Yeah. And that's really weird to think about too. But yeah. Nuts. But like, I think like if you're, if you're meeting someone, you're flirting, but like, you know, as a certainty, when you grow up, you want to live in the country and she knows for certainty she wants to live in a city. It's like, what would be the point of that relationship? Because one of you wouldn't get the life you're working toward, you know? Yeah. So I think that's an important thing is to be like, this is exactly what I want. If this is like super opposite of what you want, we should maybe just not waste time. Or like not, unless you'd like agree, like, hey, let's just hang out and date for like Or a you could months. be like, I'm not that attached to that idea. Yeah. Like, you know, but, but I yeah. think everyone has core ideas. Like I know I don't want to live in a city. Career versus family. People are into that, you know? Mm. I want to chase a career versus I just want to have a family and just live yeah. comfortably and happily. Here's a really controversial thought that I haven't said on the show, but I've talked about it with Kenzie and a couple people. I think we're pushing people like we're disrespecting motherhood as a career where it's like oh, women yeah. should be professionals. But it's like for 10,000 years, really since the beginning of animals splitting off and having genders, like women have gotten uh, like a meaning and purpose from raising a family. Mm-hmm. And now we're talking bad about that. And then they become professionals and then they get older and then they're like, you know, like that's yes. not going to fulfill them. That fulfills guys exactly i know and that is controversial but again going back to the whole primal needs thing Mm -hmm. there's certain things you have to feed like i think the guys are more likely to feed like we want to conquer and we want to support and not violence necessarily but like physical you know kind of stuff like that getting land property money food and if being a mother makes you feel amazing and fulfilled we that doesn't it's that. not a lesser thing that's fucking no. amazing that's it's like one of the craziest yeah it's equally as important as what the guy's doing here's where the problem comes in for like a lot of society like up until we recently value is wealth well, and yes yeah, yeah we, we value that to the point where it's kind of freedom like the more money you have the more free you are so if the guy's making all the money and he has the bank account she's kind of trapped because so instead of like a divorce you split at 50 50 i think income should be split 50 50 yes into their separate bank accounts so the woman at any point could be like i'm gonna leave and take the kid that's you what know? i think about it's like daycare mm-hmm. which is basically just i don't know you could it's a but you could say it's hiring another mom whatever it is it's mm-hmm. you're a bunch of kids but that's like 30 grand a year yeah so that's, that's a nuts. full-time minimum wage job which mm-hmm. So what would you call motherhood? It's the same yep. thing. But I mean, but she's we just should make gonna... more money than that. But you know, it's yeah. crazy. It's like, mm-hmm. it's ever from when you wake up until 8 p.m. when you put the baby down, it's crazy or the, yeah. the child down. And how are we not valuing that? How is that not know. important? Yeah. Like no one wants to like backlog the important, like, or like pay attention to the upcoming generations. It's yes. so crazy. It should be the most important thing. We're all working towards something. Well, let's look at, oh, we're making the world better. Mm-hmm. Well, what's going to happen later? Yeah. We want the young people to be, yeah, it's crazy. Happy, yeah. It's so crazy that we don't care about that. Or mm-hmm. like school teachers, how they have no respect at all. I'm like, yeah. that's oh my the gosh. next generation. That's mm-hmm. the person that's going to be running your company when you're dead. Yeah. 
and then you just have a bunch of people clocking in and leaving. It's like teachers should be paid well so oh they can God. spend it all be their time. It's hard to become a teacher. Yeah. And it should be so respected. Yeah. Like a doctor, a lawyer. Like, it why should. the fuck do we respect a CEO of a company that sells vacuums? That person does nothing except for just grow the economy. Kind of, You know what I mean? Like, yeah, totally. Well, yeah. I don't know. I mean, they, they create jobs. Hypothetical. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm against you. Yeah, like yeah that, true value yeah. is from raising people. To go back a second, though, I think the reason that it's this huge push away from motherhood is because for the longest time it's like, okay, so say you're like your mom and you're like, you know what? The most important thing I could do that I drive the most meaning from is having a family, but you don't have any money. And then your husband comes home drunk or he goes and cheats on you. But what can you do? You can't leave because you don't have any money. So I think income should be split 50 50. So women don't feel trapped Mm -hmm. and then women should be encouraged to focus on creating a family like and like raising the family. You know, that, yeah. that, that's kind of my general idea. And that's kind of why the court system swung back to where if you get a divorce, the woman most often gets a lot of money, the yeah. house, the kid, which is now t- getting a kind of weird because now it's not super fair. But I mean, mm-hmm. I don't but know. It should I, just happen earlier. It should happen throughout the entire relationship yes. so it doesn't get to that point. Yeah. yeah. And I don't, I mean, I have friends, parents, and then other people that I've met, like adults and stuff that have so much of their marriage so much of their like marital problems are built around money. Oh my God. Yeah. And that just seems like, how are you not over that yet? You've been married for 20 years and they're like upper middle class people. I'm like, Hey, you have a six figure salary you have a nice house. You guys go on vacations. Who gives a fuck about the money? You're good. You have a huge savings. You could pay for your kids. Call like, but How imagine you're a stay-at-home dad and your wife made a hundred grand, but then every time you're like, you know what, I really want to go buy like a paint kit and start painting, and they guilted you for it. I know, but that's like that communication would... 101. Yes, that's what I'm trying to say. I'm like, yeah. holy shit! How can you not work through that? Yeah, which is why people like like who are trying to make men better, like Jordan Peterson, Joe Rogan, who are like, guys, you need to step it up so that women, you know, like mm-hmm. if you if you want to be more like an equal and actual good world and not feed into the left people, like you need to make men better so that women don't have to be like, all right, we need a. It's just getting too radicalized, yes. you know? Um, but an interesting point of that is that there's this thing with uh, capitalism called uh, accelerationism, where it's like, it's not like something that we could have gone and it's like, okay, let's go back to socialism. It's like people like Jeff Bezos are are, um, are helping with accelerationism. Like we need to make it to the end of capitalism to realize it doesn't work to start the next one. Just like they had to make it to the end of communism to realize it doesn't work. Before so, it kind of implodes on itself. Yeah, yeah. Let's get there at a good rate. Yeah. Or let's, like, let's get there as, yeah, as fast as possible, as fast as possible yeah. so we can start the next one. I think maybe that's with political and everything. It's like we need to hit the end and realize, okay, none of this is working because of this to start the next one. And that's why I think Trump too, kind of people were like, he oh, be accelerationism. he's shaking it up. Yeah. <laughs> yep. He's, whoa, that's different. Whoa, yeah. it's pointing a finger at this yeah and i mean yeah he's done a ton of bad things but it's like nothing that's ending the world per se i just don't know if we learned anything i don't know if we're gonna come i mean obviously not. hopefully i don't know man if i were to go back i don't know if i would vote for i i i I, like i'm not saying i'd vote for one or the other but like i think keeping going the thing the way things were wasn't necessarily the best like Mm -hmm. There were some sketchy things that were going on. You Even know? with Obama, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, me- raiding medical mar- med- medical marijuana dispensaries and like shutting down uh, whistleblowers and stuff like that's uh, like the subtly. The whistleblower thing was crazy. Yeah, yeah, subtly sketchy stuff is almost l- worse than this blatant. Like we know Trump's doing really shitty things, and then hopefully the next person comes in and says, "Okay, the president can no longer do this. This is public." That you know, like yeah, that's why I said to Kim, I was like, "Would you rather have both people?" Hillary and Trump were kind of like malevolent, you know, they kind of had mm-hmm. some weird ulterior motives, obviously. Yeah. Would you rather have someone that's 
arguably <laughs> extremely intelligent. Like, I think Hillary Clinton is a very smart person. Mm-hmm. Would you want that, or would you want a, like a bumbling idiot? Because I would definitely have the idiot. Yeah. The I evil idiot's better than the genius. You I know? almost think Trump isn't an idiot. Like, no, I think you know? a, some of it's an act, dude, for I sure. Think I think it's mostly an oh, act. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> he is so good. Like, okay, I watched one where uh, the, oh, the, the interviewer was like calling that, him out. Actually. I know, right? Just like talk to him. <gasps> yeah. Um, Are you kidding? She was talking to an interviewer and she, they're like, hey, so you mentioned you really like the Bible, obviously, to win a bunch of voters to say you're Christian. Yes. So what's your favorite verse? He's like, oh, that's very personal. I don't want to talk about that. And they really tried to drill in and he just had the perfect way of shutting it down and being like, oh. no, no, no. Because he obviously didn't have one. Have you seen that Nerdwriter video where it's how Donald Trump answers a question? Mm-mm. Oh, it's just a great. It's exactly, been a while ago. it's exactly what you just said. Yeah, he's so he's good, good at, at dodging it. But that's not, that doesn't mean he's smart. That just no, means he has a true. skill. And that's his whole basis that's for his, his political career. Yeah, it's crazy. Getting yep. out of scandals. Mm-hmm. But a smart person wouldn't get into them. Yes. Unless it's just for distraction, then mm-hmm. holy shit, you're a genius. But I don't know. I don't I know. know. I know. But the fact that people won't even entertain the thought that like, hey, maybe he is intelligent is like, okay, now I will no longer tr- like believe you. Like, oh, they hate you. Yeah, I oh, need people to you. speak good and bad about both sides for me to legit, like have them be a legitimate source of yes. information. Yeah. And if someone is just like, just saying, okay, left good, right bad. It's like, well, no, you're not right good. Right good, left bad. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, yeah. Because, okay, say Trump does something that is actually really good. Are you still going to demonize it? Or are you still going to be like, oh, this trade deal was really bad. It's like, I can't trust you anymore. Trust is important. It's so weird. It's like, if you hang on the fence, they will radicalize you. They'll mm-hmm. say, it's like Joe Rogan. He's pretty right in the middle, right? Yeah, oh yeah. Jordan Pearson would say he's like leaning a little conservative or whatever. Mm-hmm. But then they'll say, oh, you're all right, or you're, know. you know, far like radical left. It's, it's they'll radicalize you if you're not picking a team. Mm-hmm. It's weird. I don't know. I don't know. Why how can't we I fix just that? make a decision for each thing? Why do I have to That's pick a fucking be. team? That's common sense. That's mm-hmm. like something every in high school, it's like, oh, well, why would I join a team? Because then I have to pick all the, you know, the ideas of that side. Why don't yeah. I just decide for each issue? Yeah. I don't know, man. It seems like there would be... That's why I keep, I've said it on the show once before. It's like, I think an AI would make a really good leader because they would just be able to take everything into account. Objectively. And be objective. And yeah. they wouldn't be like trying to make money for friends or anything. They'd literally just be like, what will reduce the suffering for the most people? Yeah. Let's go with... In the long term, let's go with that. I had such a weird idea of why everybody was afraid of AI until I like heard Elon talk about it. And I was like, oh, that makes sense. Like he's worried yeah. about... AI in warfare and I'm like oh mm-hmm. yeah you send out 50 drones at once and they can all dodge everything you throw at them and go through windows and hit what they're looking at perfect like yeah. AI used in warfare would be mm-hmm. a disaster yeah and so that's what he's scared of because that's not even the AI that we're talking about talking about where it's like the mm-hmm. you know the new entity that we created that's just yeah. just like that that level of technology that could destroy the world. So that was, yeah, that's scary. That and and the Sam Harris argument for it's like, okay, so say you did have like an all omniscient AI and you didn't code it perfectly, like, hey, value human life. And you just said, uh, remove, I don't know if Elon Musk or Sam Harris said it first, but it's like, all right, get rid of spam. They just, they could just kill all humans to get rid of spam mm-hmm. emails, you know? It's like you tell, I love that metaphor that Sam Harris has where it's like, you tell it to make the best paperclip you can. And then the next day, the entire world government's toppled because it wanted to make everything cheaper to make the best paperclip. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where mm-hmm. it's, how do you contain something that has the ability to think, you know, a thousand years in one day because well, of time just works differently for it because of electrical. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. I don't know. And I really don't. Naval's argument against us being anywhere near AI was pretty convincing. I don't know if you. Oh, if, I think people. Yeah. I don't think we're as yeah. close as people talk about. Yeah. It, yeah. I, mean, but I, like, I don't remember that. Was it on the podcast? Yeah. He, he was just like, like, we haven't even like 
been able to like model like an amoeba or a cell or mm -hmm. like how are we possibly going to like the brain have something yeah. that can learn everything but like thinking of it from a non-coder's perspective like it'd be so easy just read all of wikipedia watch all of youtube and then think you know yeah i just don't think it's like <laughs> it seems like that's, that's possible awesome. though right yeah <laughs> like all right i mean it seems like if download the internet and then it just comes out just spitting out pepe memes or oh something my God. But like if you could reference all of Wikipedia in an instant, it seems like, okay, that's AI. That's smarter than us just mm. with that, you know? Yeah. But at what point is like if, if that AI can beat us at Go and StarCraft, like is that smarter than us? But then again, that's just specialized that's AI. That's just a systematic, yeah, it's just good at that thing. So that's maybe so they weird. can make a systematic AI, but just for decision making about politics, <laughs> you know? Like that's still like a thing. It's like, all right, take into account. There's just so many variables, dude. Okay. All right. And we're back. Sorry about that, everyone. It was cold. I wanted to put a jacket on. I wanted to grab some Ritz crackers and take a leak and stuff. So, <laughs> Anyways, but yeah, this is my fourth casual conversations. I like them. Not like having like a, I'm going to talk to you about this. Because mm -hmm. there's such a weird thing about putting, I mean, you just realized it with your book. Like if you put art out into the world that's like too serious, it's like a weird thing, you know? It gets, yeah. And then, yeah, not that there's going to be like, not that there's a cringe factor with like interviews, but something about casual conversations especially between two people that know each other is mm -hmm. so much easier to listen to yeah and you can still say important stuff and mm -hmm. have a you know i've learned good more dialogue from, yeah. from duncan on joe rogan than most of his other guests and they're just friends you'd think that's a casual conversation but wow yeah, yeah. god if anybody hasn't listened to those yeah, yeah. Go, duncan go. trussell mm -hmm. the goat his and then i always tell people go listen to the balls like mm -hmm. i his was so cool it's short and you will come out of it a different person yeah he is so yeah, he is. Wow. I like those people who are just like they can articulate not cocky with it, though. Not. Yeah, like, he's not cocky, but <laughs> he's just so smart that it's like a yeah. little bit. Uh, a lot on. of people hate him for that. They're like, well, he, he got successful in a different way and like all these things. But he's open about it. And like if he talks about things that he doesn't know, he says it. He's like, well, this is kind of outside my wheelhouse. But then he says something I'm like that's still a better take than I've ever heard. Mm. And I think yeah, he just preface meditates. it with uh, Yeah, you don't yeah. know that much. Yeah, I don't know. I'll get into meditating. I want to just go and buy a float tank. That'll be like my There's next There's a lot of purchase. things that I'm kind of like, I will start that as soon as I get yeah. going. You know what I mean? As soon mm -hmm. as the wheels start turning, as soon as I get into a job, get moved in with Kim, everything's rolling great. And then I'm like, cool. There's these things I wanted to do. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Get really back into working out, get more into meditating. Once I have a consistent routine, and that seems kind of counterintuitive because I won't have as much free time. Mm -hmm. but something a about structure. a routine yeah something about a structure is just better and free always time. makes you more productive yeah not too structured though not too structured but then you always value your free time more and you just don't waste it you know because mm -hmm. okay. even relaxing isn't wasting it you're like oh shit i worked 40 hours it's time to relax you and enjoy the relaxing so good. More. oh my god i'm more productive i think when i'm busy like because then i of use course. my spare free time for like just doing shit yes you know? like today i'm gonna go home and get shit done because i already went out and did fun stuff you mm -hmm. know if or you just if you wake up at 10.30. Yeah. Or relax and earn it. Yeah. yeah. We'll play some Batman Arkham. Mm. If you have nothing going on all day and then you're like, all right, I'll relax at the end of the day. You just feel bad. Like yeah. body-wise, mentally, you're just like, eh, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I, I drank two nights ago at a wedding and I almost have like a second. Like I've never really had a hangover, but Saturday I feel night? slightly worse. Yeah. Yeah. me. I drank Saturday night too. It fucking sucked, dude. Yeah. It's just like, all right, I'm done. And Kim made margaritas and... Spicy margaritas. Yeah. It's almost like there's no point in drinking one drink, but then if you drink more than one drink, it's really like, well, this sucks, you know? I feel like you got to, uh, yeah. For me, it's almost like if I drink two drinks, then I'll be drunk enough to not care how shitty I feel. But then, 
Yeah, alcohol is just so weird. Alcohol is so great. And then you try another thing, mm -hmm. another substance, and you're like, oh, wait, but this one sucks. You feel like shit. It has a terrible hangover. Like, yeah. It has a worse come down than MDMA. I'm just going to say <laughs> it that. Does. It genuinely does. If you yeah. get drunk to the point where you're having half as much fun as when you do when you're rolling, mm -hmm. and then come down from that. Don't go to sleep. Because everybody goes drunk, gets drunk, and then goes to sleep. The come down from alcohol when you're still, when it's one continuous day yeah. is so shitty, dude. It's rough. It's right. And the next you, day is shittier. And the next day is shitty too. MDMA is way less and it's mm -hmm. 10 times more fun, 50 times more fun. Yeah. It's yeah. crazy. But then it just comes down to like, is it like subtly long-term bad for you? Cause I like tried to notice. I'm like, okay, do I feel worse? Like two days after MDMA. And if it no, is, it's not tired. apparent. It's just like super subtle, you know, yeah. like, but those are almost like worse kind of things. Cause if it's super obviously like K withdrawals, like, oh, I feel shitty and I'm having bad thoughts. I know it's because of this, because it's so apparent. But like, what if it's like a really subtle kind of feel bad? Compounding effect. Of yeah, later, yeah, where it's like, oh, maybe you're not good enough at this, and then like, you know, like, like just these subtler kind of things. I don't know, man. Serotonin's a weird thing. Yeah, definitely not advocating for consistent MDMA <laughs> use. But again, who knows how much if it's any worse than consistent alcohol use? Yeah. yeah. Oh, see, that's a different question. Yeah. yeah, it's like better safe than sorry, but don't trust alcohol because it's yeah. legal and but but popular. you can you it's can terrible yeah. you can pump up alcohol and no one's gonna be like you're bad for saying that my kid I died know. of alcohol yeah but if you pump up like a different drug like mdma people are like you're bad you know so it's like i don't know we really should see alcohol exactly in line with other drugs yeah because <sighs> if they're tools do you genuinely think if they legalized most drugs or like they start promoting all drugs whatever yeah. they did that do you think that the benefits would outweigh the costs? Because there will be costs. For sure, there will be high schoolers that die of overdose or oh. that overdo it and become addicted and all this different stuff. But do you think the benefits of like the consciousness expanding aspects of it are worth it? Or the empathy that you gain from doing MDMA and, you know? I've, do you I've think it on, would work out? I genuinely don't know. I've thought really? about it so much. Yeah, I do. I've said on the show multiple times that I'm actually, I think empathy is uh, uh, not a good, not a virtue. I think empathy is a really really bad thing to have but okay so 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 pitch pitch me why you think it's good because i've heard a lot of people explain it in different ways empathy yeah what's um, the benefit of empathy the benefit of empathy this is a hilarious conversation <laughs> i don't know because no one will ever say empathy is a bad thing so it's a it's a take that i have well what do you think it is because i think it is looking at someone that you don't know and assuming that they're a good person and being like, I'm not going to fuck them over. Like mm -hmm. having love for people, regardless of if they've proven that they deserve it. That's what I would classify empathy as. And that yes. was a great definition. <laughs> yeah, that's a great definition. And that kind of ties into like seeing everyone else as God or you, you know? Yeah. Um, Cause that's what I gained from MDMA. I'm looking around at strangers. I just walked around my street with my dog and I was just waving and I like hung out with a little kid for a while. And it was just like, yeah, it was just like, oh, my God, every single person is my family is incredible. And magical. how could that be bad? That's yes. my whole thing. OK, so but you've been around people who are like subtly manipulative. And I think the main way that people manipulate people is through empathy. You make them they, they make you feel bad for them and then they ask you for something or just as weird. They make you angry about something and then you're empathetic with their anger. Like, I think that's how Hitler got into power. He made a bunch of people empathize with him that, oh, they're at mad the world because yeah, of World War One. Like, yeah. em empathy allows people who aren't empathetic or like manipulative, powerful, psychopathic people to manipulate other people. Mm. And yeah, that could be for the better. Like if someone like like gets on people's empathy for to fix climate change. Like, OK, then we could reword it as like empathy coming from a place of love though because yes. like people 
the empathy that comes with Hitler is not that. No. That's, yeah. we're I think a team, it's a tool. fuck I think the it's other a tool. team. Yeah. So it's really, I think the tool is more often used by evil people. I think that empathy just brings about like valuing human connection more than you would. Because I think we live in kind yeah. of an individualistic society. Well, oh, definitely yeah. we do. It's not a collectivistic. So it's like, yeah. I think we could all use a little bit more of just loving strangers just because, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, I how, know. how many people do you have long conversations with? Definitely know, Kim, like seven, me, eight, Kenzie. yeah. Maybe my, my parents. cousin, my family, Kim, you. Yeah, but not very many other people. Yeah, that's my brother, weird. definitely. But yeah, oh, it's so great. Fuck the three minute conversations. No, like we even went that I with your mom right them. there. I yeah. don't even. Yeah, they're not. Oh, hey, how you doing? Oh, blah, 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 bye bye. <laughs> and it's just like, hey, let me keep. It's almost like let me keep, like. What are you up to? It's like I don't care like what you're up to. Like what do you? I don't. I don't know. It's a weird thing. It's like everyone's just like cool i technically like kept tabs on you now we're still friends or whatever like that with the length of conversation i just had with your dad was nice because it was like 12 minutes me and him and we got through the Mm -hmm. initial bullshit which sounds cringy but yeah and then we're just talking about cool stuff and he has cool ideas it's fun to talk to him and then boom now i cannot see him for two years Mm -hmm. or whatever and it's fine yeah because i genuinely like that guy but yeah the small talk thing is so so dumb soul crushing it is and that's kind of why i don't like like party or wedding situations because it's like a bunch of those in a row literally that's all it is yeah that's all it is yeah it's like a bunch of like this really fake small talk where it's like and you could argue like it's not fake like just be more genuine in it but it's like like if someone asks like oh what are you up to it's always kind of an attack like you have to defend like okay how am i spending my time i don't it what it does is it it warrants or no it like promotes a forced and routine response yeah hey how are you good how are you how have things been Mm-hmm. Oh, just doing this. Like, yeah. it's just, oh, now the next eight steps of our conversation are going to be forced, boring, repetitive, and now we're not going to be connected at all, and then I'm going to be trying to escape. Oh, wow, that was great. Like, it's just, just ask me something. Yeah. Jesus, just, you know, um, hey, what do you think about this? That's the best way to start a conversation. Oh, do you hear about that? Yeah. Boom, you're in it. And mm-hmm. then you go, oh, how's life been? And then you're already in the conversation. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? That's a better way. Like of me doing and you it. today just started talking. Yeah, we and don't, later, I don't think like, we asked oh, about like how are you doing. Like, no, fuck if I were that. to ask how are you doing, it, it, you know, it'd be instant a lot better. Instant cringe. Yeah. You know, instant cringe. Mm-hmm. Hey Rick, how's it going, man? How's your day? Uh, what? <laughs> that said, how is it going? I'm curious. Like, I mean, we really Life? don't. Um, I don't know why I just said it like that. It's great, honestly. It's just that's a weird response too. Is that you always go, <laughs> oh, you know, because yeah. you don't want to be like it's fucking awesome and like pump yourself up. You want to be like. For some reason, slightly self-deprecating. Yeah, because you don't want to be like, "Oh, look how much better I am than you." But yeah. like, genuinely, life hasn't been like, "Oh man, the absolute tits lately." Like, it's no. been it's been nice no, for it's sure. It's been rocky in a yeah. There we go in a good way where I feel yeah. like I've been learning. But it's like a, I feel like I've been like battling a perspective thing, like trying to, like I talked to you about, like being more positive, and yeah. that's a weird thing because. <laughs> There's no guidebook to just telling yourself that things are good, even though they are. So it's almost like that positive feedback loop. It's like do something that makes you feel good and then compound on that until life is good. Mm -hmm. I don't know. You know what I mean? That's what I'm in. I I talk about feedback loops all the time. Yeah, that's the only way to do it. You can't just say, oh, life's great because then you'll be like, yeah, it is. And then two seconds later, you'll be like, meh. Yeah. You got to be like. It's only because I'm in this weird, uncertain time in my life just like you. I hate it. But you you just got to tell yourself, I'm going to go talk to this person it's going to go well this is going to happen and this you know like you got to keep like putting these positive loops in action because if you say oh yeah i'm going to go to this job interview but you know what i probably won't get it because they don't like this part of me or i'm going to be come off to this and then 
they don't like you and then you get to affirm like oh they didn't like me because of that you know so see i'm put down by the world around me but it's like well you put that energy into the world like who's gonna hire you if you wouldn't even hire yourself mm-hmm. or do one thing so that you can tell yourself you're awesome you know mm-hmm. it's like if you're feeling down then just do one thing go to the gym you know actually write like a page apply for one job whatever the fuck and then you can go fuck yeah i'm awesome and then you're just going and then you're just back to you mm-hmm. but it's yeah it's weird to escape that weird rut other than that, though, it's been really cool. I just except for motor ticks and like weird. Oh my things god, my neck's me. so fucked. I know my you neck can tell. Is so I, I know you can tell. I Am going, I doing uh, it too? No. <laughs> okay, I I feel like I do all the time. <laughs> I just the last week, I'm just like, <laughs> oh my god. Well, do, do shifting you, my like, neck. What does it feel like? Do you, do you feel like you're like popping something or it like? Feels like I have to do it. There's nothing happening. Oh, it feels like I'm just going stretching this muscle, mm. and then I go back and it's tight again. Wow. You know. For me, I'm like cracking, like popping things, and it feels but, so but good. But really for a second. tiny cracks, though, right? Yeah. Not like yeah. a crack, crack, crack. Yeah. Just like grinding. Like, yeah. Oh, it's yeah. so gross. Oh my I'm god. Sorry, but everybody. it feels really good for a second, and then mm-hmm. you're like, "Well, I need to do it again." Yeah. And I know it just makes me feel worse. And it used to be with my scapula, I'd retract them all the time and pinch, and then my back would be forever tight. So it's almost like the neck thing's a blessing, but <sighs> but it working sucks. out gets rid of them. I want to fucking do that. Yeah. Neck pain sucks though. I liked. Don't take amphetamines, people. It gives yeah. them to you a hundred percent. Kratome does too. I think. I think that's another downside of like being. Yes, kratom does for yeah. sure. Yeah, I don't know if it's the dehydrating part of it or if it's the part that you're like, hey, you you feel really good, so you allow your body to do worse things, and then when you come off of it, you realize it's worse than you thought it was. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but I, I hate them, and I don't know how to stop them. <laughs> I, I think I think meditating is probably the best way to stop them. That's dude. I okay. So the. The guided meditation app Calm always tells you to sit down with your legs crossed and your hands on your knees with a straight back and your chest out. And I always just fucking lay down. I'm like, <laughs> I can't just sit still. It's not even the sitting still. It's sitting straight for that long and forgetting about my body. I'm going to lay in my bed with my headphones, hands at my side, and then drift off into meditation land. Sitting yeah. and doing it? Holy shit. Yeah. But even sitting here, but I like, should be able to listening to you say that. I'm like, okay, well, let's see how relax, like, how much I can relax. Like, oh my god, like I'm always holding tension everywhere. Yeah. Oh, they have one thing called a body scan, which is where you start at the top of your head, and then you work your way down all the way to the bottom of your toes. But at each place, you look at how you feel there, and you just kind of like watch it. You're like, oh wow, I have a weird ache and pain, and then you just tell yourself that's just a signal, you know. And then it it literally just leaves. You just go and heal every part of your body, and you get down to your toes. And then you just relax and then you come out of it and you're like, whoa, I just relaxed my entire body. Yeah, it's a specific eight minute thing. Yeah, I'll just send it to you. It's just an eight minute thing where it walks you through the whole thing. I like it because I do feel better. And then three minutes later, I'm, you know, locked (laughs) up, but you know. My best way that I've actually found success meditating is laying on the grass, looking at like clouds and like the sun. Like I can do that for 45 minutes. I can just lay there without like my phone or anything, any stimulus, just Mm -hmm. sitting there kind of like looking. I feel like um, that's pondering, though, you know? Yeah, maybe. It's Wait, different to not think. I don't think the goal of meditation is to not think, is it? I think it's just to watch your, the void. I mm-hmm. don't know. To be like one step away from your thoughts. Yes, to, to watch like, them. Yeah, to have them. To, like, it says when you think and when you come away from your breath to reorient yourself and come back. I love just like laying and thinking sometimes. But yeah. And it... You know, it seems kind of weird to shut off your mind, but I don't mm-hmm. know. I think that there's something to it. That Again, is I'm going to get goal. deeper into it and see how it is. But I'm excited to talk to you when you do. I really want to go to a Vipassana retreat, 10-day silent retreat. Bro, you couldn't do that. 
Maybe, it, but it, it, I feel like that or an isolation tank. Like I think I just, you'd have to go balls deep to get into it. Yeah, yeah me too. Like just go complete. I mean, people say opossum retreats are like the most healing. I know. I talked to that person at the co-op about it. Yeah, she loved it. That girl went to a opossum retreat? Yes. I didn't know which kind of one she went to. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. They have or one she in, went to a, like a week-long silent of, retreat. I don't yeah. know if it was that. Oh, I don't know if it brand. was. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, I remember she went to one. And she spoke really highly of it. Everyone who goes to them is like, oh, of course, yeah. But I think the other people just don't make it. <laughs> Good point. I think people give up after a day. Imagine that, dude. Silent for that long. <sighs> but here's the thing. I but think it would be really good, good being alone. once I have a stable income. That's such a big stressor to, to be so uncertain that you can't even support yourself, much less the person you love in life. Yeah, but how could you take off seven days from a thing that gives Ten you a stable days. income? Yeah, how could yeah. you do that? Yeah, very Or you use true. all your vacation days at once just to go be <laughs> silent in the there. forest? Up in Washington, not even on could a Could have beach. gone to Coachella, bro. Oh, my God. I don't know. And the whole thing is you could, like, you could do it anywhere. You could just go to Hawaii and just be silent. Be silent. I want to go. You know what we could just do? We could just go on a camping trip alone. But something that forces adversity, like a legit backpacking trip that's going to be fucking hard. And I'm doing it myself. And I take a gun and I'm out in the woods and I go to a, <laughs> and I go to a beautiful lake and then I kill myself. No. Oh my God. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. I just go on a cool solo adventure. Mm-hmm. Like that time that I like biked from Corvallis to Eugene. It was fucking hard. And when you're alone doing something hard, yeah, it feels good. Yeah. But I'm talking overnight, like awesome, you know, adventure. Mm-hmm. I think part of it might be the whole thing that you're not doing anything. Like if you're hiking, you could always have the input stimulus. You never actually get to the core, the center of it. I think like 10 days sitting, no talking. It just, it forces you get to get to the point where you like get so anxious about like, okay, I need to be doing something. And you think, okay, well, why do I need to be doing something? And you come to like all these conclusions or like, okay, my, my back really hurts. Like, why does it hurt? Oh, cause I'm sitting like, I'm not but actually that, in pain. But that's meditation. It only takes 10 minutes, but that's the whole thing is like, why the fuck can't I just sit still for 10 minutes? It's 10 minutes. I'm going to live for, you know, 40 years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> why can't I sit still for 10 minutes? Yeah. But it's so Without real. Thinking. Like everyone's not says, thinking part's the hardest. I could just sit down and suffer for 10 minutes. Do you just but, think about your breath or do you think yeah, I'm not supposed thinking? to? I imagine like a little, like a spinning disc, like in front of me that's just turning at the same pace as my breath. So it's like turning kind of like that. Huh. My breath and I just watch it and then I'll be like, oh, what the fuck? And I'll whoop, just come back to it and try to mm. pay attention to it. But you're, there's another technique. It's called like something <laughs> where you it's like where you say as you breathe in you say breathe in as you breathe out you say breathe out but it kind of feels like cheating because it's easy to not think when that's happening so you don't actually get in the i feel like i've felt the meditation zone for 30 seconds one time and it was like the last most recent time i did it and i was like whoa that was weird what was where it? you were just you were gone like you know it was just really peaceful and serene and then i was like and started thinking again but i was like whoa that was like everything was moving really quickly and then it kind of just like swang and I just was kind of like hanging out and I was like, whoa, and I was back in. I was just watching everything. It was cool. It nice. wasn't like an out of body experience, but it was like, oh, that must be what I'm trying to get. Nice. Yeah. That would be cool to be there for like extended. That's a oh new drug is meditation. Oh. Yeah. Everybody swears by it. Does it right? But does anyone actually do it? I don't, I, mean, I haven't met anyone. Sam Harris. No, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, anybody. I, yeah, it's I, a weird mindful. It's like it's a nice buzzword right now. It is. I think sense. mindfulness is real of like like living consciously, like every decision you make being like, okay, why am I making this decision? Mm-hmm. Like, thinking, like questioning the most core aspects of your life. I think that's different than meditation though. Mm-hmm. It's funny. I've always thought meditation was getting to the end of all your thoughts, but maybe there, maybe I think not thinking is like the way of doing it. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's, it's being able to just watch your thoughts. 
Mm. It seems kind of weird, but just realizing that a thought most of the time isn't started by you. It just somehow enters your brain, fucks with you and scrambles you up and then exits without ever being dealt with. Yeah. So you could either take it to its end and be like, okay, cool. Tie so that's it what bow I thought and throw it out. Was. Yeah. Or you could just realize that as it comes in, you're like, oh, I don't give a fuck. And it just goes over. But and if then you, you decide what to think about. If you don't think about it to the end though, wouldn't it just come back in your head? Cause you never like fulfilled the thought. Like, I think you have to but see. I think that that's endless. I think that's just part of your brain is constantly worrying and looking at things kind mm-hmm. of like as an evolutionary mechanism. Yeah. So I don't think you're ever going to be able to just like come to the end of all your thoughts. I think that is a part of meditation though, is like recognizing that sometimes there's a thought that's like, why do I suck? And you're like, okay, it's time to look at that one. So you mm-hmm. get to pick and choose. You don't yeah. have to think about when am I going to eat dinner? What am I going to do this? What about that assignment? Yeah, it's okay, like, I totally. can't deal with that right now. Mm-hmm. So why the fuck is it messing with me? Yeah, I think that is a big thing. So I think I think it is. I, I just like everything. There's like anytime there's two schools of thought somewhere in the middle is so like the right way yes. of doing oh, it. Oh, every time. It's yeah. hilarious. Yeah. Because I think the more you push away thoughts, like if you keep getting a thought like, oh, maybe I should... Uh, move out or break up with this person or you know like quit this job or whatever like if it keeps coming and you keep pushing it away like you gotta look at it yeah, yeah. you gotta look at it like mm-hmm. should you actually quit this job you know that's what's weird about resentment like in marriages and stuff or even in relationships like when it builds up over like a year i'm like if you felt that starting mm-hmm. how the fuck did you not address that for a year or 10 years it's like 10 years of built up resentment and then you get a divorce or then you finally freak out on your wife or you cheat on her i'm like Dude, you knew that was there. Like, yeah. I felt that with Kim where I don't like something that she's doing or I feel weird, like, animosity for her. And I'm like, whoa, wait, why? And I look, I'm like, oh, wait, that's stupid. Or I'm like, oh, that's something I need to tell her about. Yeah. You can feel it, man. So just act it. on that now. Don't let it build up and fuck your whole relationship. That's my absolute least favorite thing is when you're hanging out with someone and you're like, tell me if I'm doing anything that, like, pisses you off, like, the first or maybe the second that's time so it happens. so hard to do. You've asked me to do that and I can't, dude. It's so hard. I know. Because it's just... It's so uncomfortable. But then if it if it, like they don't tell you the second time and then you get to the 30th time and they explode, that's so much worse than them just oh, telling yeah. you the second time. Yes. You know? Yeah. And that was like roommate squabbles 101. Yeah. It's just like, shut the fucking cabinet or whatever. Yeah, Griffin, shut the drawers. Yeah. And I get it. But it's like the whole thing is like, you got to say it earlier. Like you don't have the right to blow up if you never told the person in the first place to think about it. That's so weird because there's such a middle ground with things like that. It's like, yeah, maybe he would have appreciated it if we shutted the drawers, shut the shut it, if we shut the drawers. But how much of that is him being a little bit weird? Mm-hmm. It's like, when do you, when is that middle ground where it's like, hey, I should just deal with that versus, hey, that's actually something worth addressing. Like in a relationship, it's like, yeah. maybe Kenzie does this thing that pisses you off, but maybe that's something you should just be like, I, I shouldn't care about that, you know? Yeah. Like, when is it worth addressing? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because it's not everything because no. she's not going to be perfect. So there's always totally. going to be some things that kind of not piss you off, but you're just like, oh, I wish that didn't happen. Like we're different people. Like just but when or is that okay to just be like, ah, it's fine. Yeah. That's part of being a... Relationships are weird. Yeah. Oh. People, like <laughs> it's something that isn't talked about. People are like, yeah, like relationships are cool. Like you get together and then you work on stuff and like you die eventually. And that's I've like... talked to this about, uh, about this to Kim too is like. I've never had a real relationship before this. Like a, you know, a real crazy, I mean together for two years thinking about living together but other people get like three of those and then they find the person they're going to marry and mm-hmm. so i was just like weird not having any past experience to kind of base it on you know what i mean mm-hmm. being able to be like oh well my last girl was fucking crazy so i'm so happy with kim but it's always be weird to relative. judge your person in comparison exactly because you know? it should be different but mm-hmm. i don't have any 
basis for that at all. So it, you know what I mean? Which like, is kind of cool though. Because relationships aren't perfect, mm-hmm. but you're like, well, should it be better than this? Well, because I don't have anything to base it off of. But then I'm like, Rick, stop being an idiot. Is, no. is this Kim's first big relationship too? Or two year long, like, you know. She in high school, but does yeah, it okay, count? Everyone, yeah. yeah, okay, yeah. I didn't, so. Yeah, okay, well, high school, really, like, it seems like they always get different, but it seems like, okay, if you two were to break up and you got a new person and they also had been in a long-term relationship, like, you'd both always have this other person that, like, you would always still have yes. Kim in your mind. So it's cool to be in a relationship. Well, Kim like, was better than this. Each other's first big actual like adult relationship because you're not always comparing the other person to something and you know you're not being compared to someone else that's true hey we're learning this together yeah i probably wouldn't rather have that yeah you're right yeah i don't know because you already have your habits your Mm -hmm. relationship habits if my boyfriend does this i'm gonna do this it's like well i'm a different dude you know yeah i i I would definitely who knows i mean the whole thing is like i mean my grandma's partner just died she's 80 it's like is she gonna start dating it's like you wouldn't want to be alone like at some point i oh, think it is i hope cool. i die the exact same second that kim <laughs> yeah. dies well that's a, an interesting thing because it's like i think the opt like the way everyone really wants the, the to die is like an asteroid comes kills the entire world so then it's like you're not alive with your partner's dead your partner's not alive with you dead your everyone, family your kids everybody yeah. just boop. everyone's boom gone yeah. out of existence yeah. <laughs> like that's the optimal way for i think this whole thing to end is for some instantaneous mass extinction i don't know <laughs> that's what i'm hoping for that's my 80th weird. birthday come get me mm-hmm. well how would we know how i mean that's so funny steve uh trish he always says that like the way he wants to die is someone to come up behind him on the yeah. in the street and just shoot him in the back of the head i'm like what <laughs> i don't know man but that's weird to think to how not do you have to die? deal with the existential i don't know yeah. if i would want to deal with that or not because yeah. how fucking terrible would it be to be about to you're about to die and you're like oh my god no what did i do blah 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 mm-hmm. but how amazing would it be to be about to die and be like wow and you get to reflect and be like that was a great experience i'm so happy with that yeah i love my family that was awesome i'm ready to go mm-hmm. and then to have that oh that would be so great but to have the other thing could taint the whole experience right before yeah, you die totally be like oh my god and you spin out of control and you die like mm-hmm. i got dark sorry people but yeah <laughs> yeah i don't know it's a weird thing i mean because my mom was saying that with her grandma she's like she needs to have a walker and she can't drink alcohol or smoke weed or anything because she if she falls and breaks her hip she's gonna die i'm like okay at that point you're telling someone how they're gonna die which is a really weird concept so it's like okay well like, i even asked her i'm like well so how do you want your mom to die then because you're pretty much saying i don't want her to die from this so it's like okay if she doesn't die from breaking a hip and the complications of that like is she gonna get alzheimer's and then eventually die of that like you deciding how you or other people die is a really weird concept Mm -hmm. because i think obviously yeah we should prevent people from dying through like medical intervention stuff it's like what's the what's the best and most humane way to die yeah that's my i was writing i'm writing a long like 80 page story right now and i'm gonna write another like 80 page one and put it in one book but the second one is about like a death ceremony so this dude's like 80 and it's like, this is the common culture in this version of the world where you're like, okay, I'm ready to go. It's my 80th birthday. So you rent out like a nice area in Hawaii or wherever you want in the world. You invite all your loved ones and you have like a ceremony for a whole weekend where you just hug everybody and they all say goodbye. At the end, you lay in a nice bed and then they just inject you and you die. Yeah. But then he invites people where they're like, well, why am I here? Like, I fucking hate that guy. And then he like writes his wrongs along wow. the way and then dies at the end. It's all happy. But yeah, sorry. That'd be cool. Ruined it. But yeah, that's. That'd be cool. That's be, how it I should would be. Tell, I want to fucking die. Yeah, just I think everyone family, should. Mm-hmm. Hug around a bonfire, reminisce. Yeah. Just be like, that was great. I love all you guys. And, and then, then die. you take something that's not painful and it just slows your heart to the point where you just die. And it's euphoric die. and yep. then you just die. Yep. That's how I think everyone should be able to die that way. We shouldn't yes, just be like, you're how? forced to stay alive. I'm like, why? That's so weird. That's like so weird. 
Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. That we don't get to pick how we die. And it feels like a cringy, like, oh, they're just trying to make money off the medical thing. I'm like, that must be what the fuck else is it, you know? I don't know. Unless it's just Christianity so rooted. Yeah, I think that's a big part of it. And just this ultimate fear of death to the point where you're like, okay, well, other people also have to think the way I think. And I'm afraid of dying, so you can't die either. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, a lot of this is just people telling other people how to live. I don't know, man. I mean, I mean, I say that, but I'm still scared of dying. I think everyone's scared of dying before their time's up. But then mm-hmm. it's like, do you think all these threads that you have started in your life will ever like will all come together and then you'll die? Or do you think oh, you're going to die? So many open ones. Do yeah. you think there will be? Yeah. Like, oh, I didn't get dog food. <laughs> Dead. Yeah. You know, like stuff like that. <laughs> or like, hey, I met someone and I said, oh, man, I'm really looking forward to seeing you at this festival next year. And like, you know, like mm-hmm. following up with you and then you die before you ever meet them again. Or do you mm-hmm. think you're like finish up all those threads with other human beings like that you met at one point can't be maybe me because i'm the main character in this movie you are though i don't know (laughs) i hate it when people won't even admit well well, when people won't admit the thought that when you die everything else is going to go away rick like there's no way you can prove like you've never been inside anyone else's mind Mm -hmm. you've never been not in the present like as far as you know this is all just built just for you. Yeah. And people, some people don't admit that. I'm like, I'm not saying I'm, I feel that way. I'm not saying anyone feels that way, yeah. but I'm saying it's kind of true for everyone. I don't know, man. No, I, I mean, dude, we used to smoke weed. That was all I would think. <laughs> I'm like, holy shit, man. This whole simulation's built for me and you. Let's it's, go conquer it. And then now I'm like, weird. oh God. But it's built for everyone is the whole yes. thing. Everybody's the main character in their own movie. Yes. But take care of your NPCs or sub characters. Cause why yeah. not? It's why not you know it's a trip because yeah not even take care of npcs but if anything like i like <laughs> i like being i like playing an npc in other people's lives now oh me too like when yeah. i'm out places like i'll do random like things that people are like what you know that's something mdma showed me i want to be better at that i'm just like when you get you've always done this but when you get the eight second stupid interaction at the cash register why not just, just be witty <laughs> why not why not just be weird because if you've been a cashier the person that comes up to you and breaks the trance mm-hmm. and does something weird, they make it's so great. It's yep. so fucking great. So just do that because it's not hard and it's it'll make you better at talking to people too because you just talk to a stranger genuinely. Mm-hmm. You're authentic with a stranger. It's good for you. It's good for them. Yeah, I'm I'm all for it. That's why when you're like, we should move life more to order, I think chaotic things that break people out of the order of life is also important. Like, and that's why, yeah, that yin and yang balance is so yeah. cool because... That's what one of my questions was for you is that, do you think that, let me read it actually. <laughs> I'm going to interview Tiger, everybody. I don't think anyone's ever done this. I like it though. Yeah. I wanted to like have some things because I'm pretty boring. Um, <laughs> do you, th- uh, okay. Do you think that the duality between love and hate or order and chaos has to exist like the yin and yang, or could it be all love or at least like on the positive spectrum? Do you think it has to be perfectly balanced or do you think you could actually move towards like a utopia? <laughs> That's interesting. Does there have to be hate? See, I want to say yes and no. Like, no, like, yes, you need both because it's like two spec, two sides of the same magnet. Like, you know, like kind of thing. Like you can't have, you know, one without the other. But on the other hand, like, I think you can move toward, I mean, like all those people, like, like Ram Dass and Krishnamurti, all those people do get to a place where they're like, someone could come and lop my arm off and I'd still love them. And apparently everyone who ever meets that person walks away a transformed and better person from it. It's not like they're all lying about it. So mm-hmm. I'm like, I do think people can get to a place where they like genuinely don't have any ill feelings toward anyone. Yeah. And I think, or, yeah, I agree. And I think order and chaos is broken down in a weird way. When you think chaos, you think war and suffering and order is like 
the good triumphs the evil. I think chaos is just uncertainty. Mm-hmm. So you have order, you have your system set up. I'm going to wake up and have this breakfast. I'm going to do this. But then the uncertainty is, oh, and that's the chaos is, oh, I'm going to have this job interview. I don't know how it's going to go. Yep. If but you have a balance comes of that, the you're always moving forward. All the cha- yeah, ca- order is built off of chaos and order is the good stuff. So you have to have both. A better order is built off of chaos. You go into chaotic situations, you grow and be- have a better order yes. because of it. And it moves you forward. Yeah. yeah. Because if you never do anything, if you just wake up, eat the same breakfast, drive the same road to work, work the same, come home, yeah, you'll just be at the same place. And it's like, I like roller coasters in life, you know, like I like testing. I like going into the unknown. It does kind of suck, but I think it comes back to this really interesting thing. I'm about to write a blog on it because I like it. Uh, Why do you think people change? Like, like, why do you like someone who's life spiraling and they're addicted to drugs or whatever? Like, why do you think what what do you think is the turning point where someone's like, I'm going to change? Um, I don't know. Everybody always says rock bottom, but yeah, well that kind of builds into it. I mean, yeah. but what is rock bottom? Rock bottom is when changing is now the, the easier way, the, the path of least resistance mm. is it's easier to change. It's less painful to, to just face reality and stop taking opiates or whatever than it is to continue on the path. So I think, um, wherever there's less suffering. Yeah. yeah. And so I think if I have too much order for too long, it becomes more painful than chaos for me. Like, I think being... I feel that. Yeah. That's, so that's like the yin and yang, like the path of the serpent mm-hmm. is the, the is line the between order and chaos. Yeah. Yeah. I feel a lot of pain having too ordered of a life for too long. Mm-hmm. Like, I worked at Chipotle for like a month and I was like <laughs> losing my mind. It was Chipotle. too ordered. No, uh, I totally feel that. You always feel like you're on your shit if you're like have a little bit of chaos in your life, a little bit of uncertainty. Mm-hmm. But too know? much also sucks exactly it's that balance dude it's so yeah yeah, i fucking love that not that i'm gonna get a yin and yang tattoo because for (laughs) some reason that's cringy but god damn is that a Mm -hmm. really important yeah symbol i would almost do it like so here's the i've been having a lot too much chaos in my life like where to get people on this show or to reach out like all these different things like i've been having way too much chaos in the terms of like i have like 20 20 plates spinning of like they might not work and it sucks to have like something you put time and energy and hope into not work out Mm -hmm. so i have so many of them that when one inevitably does fall i'm more scared of it falling than how bad it is when it actually does fall like if something doesn't go through i'm usually like yeah who cares but my fear that it won't go through is usually more painful so I don't know. I just have, my, but my, my tactic for that is to not just have one spinning plate at a time. It's to have 20 uncertain things mm-hmm. and four of them fall through, but I still have 16 things going right. You would know? you rather have the plate eternally spin or would you rather have it fall? Like, would you rather apply for a job that you really want and never hear back? Or would you rather hear back and then not get it? Yeah. That's a million, a million times better. Hearing back hear, and yeah. not getting? Uh, definitely. Oh and my no, God. People don't think that. Yeah. Closure is so real. Imagine, mm-hmm. I mean, the, the ultimate closure would be imagine just Kim just moves to Sweden one day and you never heard from her why she left, why anything. That, that would, would torture you. That would literally be torture. Yeah, that would be <laughs> so crazy. Yeah. Can I date somebody else? Yeah. Is she going to come back? <laughs> like that would be back? the ultimate, like a plate. Should I go minute. save her? Yeah. Yeah. And, but you didn't even know where she went or anything in her family. All that they can tell you is like, yeah, she went to Sweden. We don't really know her number or anything. You'd be like, what the fuck? How am I going to find this bitch? Yeah. yeah. And like a lesser version of that is going to uh, a job interviewing and then just not hearing back. That's like kind of a spinning plate but you can do other things the closure was almost a relief with that one job i was like oh well you know i really wanted it but fuck it and if you make it far you're like okay i did a lot of things right it can almost feel good to fail yeah but you need the closure i 
jobs as soon as they say, oh, not this one, and put it in order for them to shred your resume or put it somewhere, email me. they need to email you. Email me. And it it can be a robot email. <laughs> yes. Just say, hey, we're no. going in a different direction. Yes. Thank you. And it doesn't have to be like, oh, thank you so much for applying. But you know what? At this time, I think we're going to go a different yeah, just way. Just say, ah, you fucked. Just be you like, fucked up. Um, hey, we decided not to go with you. Bye. Yeah. Like, so one sentence mm-hmm. and they could just copy and paste it to all the people that they mail out, like within a week of applying. Why does it need to be three months later? Yeah. And then if you make it to the last round of anything, mm-hmm. I think it would be, it's worth, it's like, <laughs> it's consolation fair. Prize? No, no, to tell them it's why? It's fair. Yeah. To just be oh, like, yeah. hey man, in our opinion, this is why we didn't hire you. Your interview was, didn't feel very genuine or your experience, boom, or your resume looked like shit. What? I made it to the very end. I talked to you three times. I drove to Portland, whatever. Just tell me why. Yeah, why? And I could call them and ask, but it's like, it'd be not, you know, and maybe I wouldn't even believe them. They'd say, oh, mm-hmm. your interview sucks. I'm like, well, yeah, you fucking sucked. So, yeah. and I can move forward, but that could be nice feedback. I Relationship know. should almost be like that too. Like if you're dating, like yeah. there should be a, a survey, <laughs> right? Well, there should be like, okay, like instead of ghosting someone, there should be a ghosting button where it says, okay, you guys, like you've now blocked the other person. Um, give them the reason why. And you could be like, you know what? I think we just want different things in the future or you know what? There just wasn't the click, the fire there or whatever. Cause then they could get that and be like, okay, cool. Now I'm going to move on mm-hmm. because it's not going to be this heartbreaking thing. But all of a sudden if like you don't text me back like a couple times and then I send one last text and you do text back cause you're like whatever drunk and you just happen to text me back and then I text you like four more times and you don't text back. That's just evil. Yeah. You know? And no, I've been ghosted. It's fucking stupid. And then yeah. you finally see her and she's like, I oh, just... I was too shy to say anything. I'm like, you asshole. Yeah. It's text. What mm-hmm. would you have done like before phones? Yeah. Just text me. Just say, ah, eh, sorry. But I'm going to get back to you with my boyfriend. Whatever. Here's the whole reason that there's a bit of hope in there is because some people genuinely are busy. Like I reach out to Jonathan all the time. Oh, yeah. And he's genuinely busy, like where he won't text back. But then whenever time I see him, like I have a wonderful time, we just kick it. And then he goes back to being a crazy, busy person, you know? Yeah. But like, so when someone who you really want to reach out to, whether it's like a date or a job or a whatever, or someone you want to work with, and if they don't text you back for like two times in a row, you could think to yourself, oh man, like I should just stop texting them. But there is a chance that they're actually just busy. Yes. PSA, do not get mad at people yeah. just because they take a while to text back. If it's an urgent thing and it's like your mom or something, mm-hmm. then... Yeah, well, yeah. fucking call her, first yeah. of all. Call her. Mm-hmm. But if you text somebody, just, hey, we should get together soon. Two days later, t- they text back. Who gives a fuck, dude? Yeah. Who or gives a fuck? Or if they don't fuck? text back that one time, it could totally be like, oh, shit, yeah, okay, I'm, I'm right in the middle yeah. of checking out. I'll, I'll do that in 10 minutes. Stop and then they've got three things. other emails since then. So they I do don't that ever text all back. the time where yeah. I'm like playing video games and I look at my phone I'm like, oh, I got a text from Jake and I put it down. Mm-hmm. And then I like, it you just gets never buried or something. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, I don't hate you. Like, we're all fucking normal, totally. most people. And then from your perspective, the longer it goes on, the more likely you are to not text back. Oh, every you know? time. Because I'm like, oh, it's been three days. What yeah. am I going to say now? You exactly. Know? And I don't so even care. That's they don't the cool care. part. So that's why I just keep reaching out to people. Because yeah. like, you know, I'll just keep sending texts. And unless someone like directly says like, hey, maybe stop spamming me. Then never message yeah. them again. Don't let the impersonal nature of your phone ruin your relationships. Because yeah. it's just weird. That said, are, are you someone who gets revenge and holds grudges? Like if someone... If someone like, <laughs> <laughs> I gave him a weird look. <laughs> um, if, you, if if someone like explicitly says like, okay, so say you're opening a gym, okay, and someone explicitly is like, no, I, I you know, what, Rick, I don't really believe in your gym, and then, but they're like a personal trainer, and then mm. like, like your gym becomes successful, and a year later they're like, hey, Rick, like, would you, like, would you like subtly text back like, nah, you should have believed in me when I started up that gym, or would you be like, yeah, come, come work now? 
Ooh, somewhere in the middle. Somewhere in the middle. Like I wouldn't like go out of my way to like (laughs) let them know that I was mad or that Mm -hmm. I felt you know vengeance. But in my head, I'd be like, "Ha ha, that guy's not successful, and I am." You know what I mean? Because I think that's just everybody has that. Yeah. You know where you're like, you know, someone bullied you when you were a kid, and now they're on meth, and you're kind of like, dope. (laughs) You know what I mean? That's so. And it's kind of mean, and it's fucked up. And then you can check yourself and be like, you know what? He was probably beat as a kid so yeah maybe you, i should reach out I or know. i won't but you know what i mean yeah. whenever you try holding vengeance against someone you can only really feel bad you know? yeah well, i never let it like stew and like fuck with me because no. i got other things to work i don't know that's just like that's i think that's kind of easy for me to be like ah fuck it when it comes to vengeance or getting wronged by people because mm-hmm. a lot of people are fucking stupid or yes. mean the, the the reality of vengeance isn't good but the romanticized vengeance like you watching glorious bastards you're like yeah like it feels oh, so yeah. good to watch real clean cut oh like yes if it's crazy like if it's something crazy like someone killed your wife and then 20 years later you get to murder them like that's different that's Mm -hmm. awesome but then (laughs) but then the whole thing is like in reality what it would look like is 20 years later like you have them pinned down and like you lift whatever like the the stone or whatever and then they're like oh please god it was a mistake like all these things and it's like it's not clear cut like vengeance is never clear cut that's true and then you can always trace it back and it's like Again, like with the bully thing, maybe his dad beat the shit out of him every morning. It's like, how can you blame that how person? How can you blame him? It's whole, it goes back to the whole like, there's no such thing as free will. I'm like, yeah, I guess if that kid was got the shit kicked out of him, then he's going to probably kick the shit out of some kids in middle school. Yeah. And that's going to start this weird cycle. It's just like hard to blame people for things. Yeah. It's it's all that's the perpetuating so a bad cycle because you'd be like, oh, well, you can be bad at people who keep the perpe- perpetuating the cycle. And it's like, yeah, but it's hard to like... I think we need to be a little bit more rude as a culture. I always say this, like if you see someone that's doing something fucked up, whether it's being mean or hit their wife or hit their dog or rude at the grocery store, I don't know, any anything where it's like, whoa, that's not good for the world. If people more often, because humans are pretty conditionable or like impressionable things. If you said, yo, fuck you and everybody else did too, but not like, oh, because then they would just get an angry response. You're like, why would you do that? You're making the world a worse place. You're a piece of shit. Come on. And you walked away with kind of like a condescending attitude. I think mm-hmm. condescending attitudes cut deep. So that's so funny that you say that because it's something Be more I mean, just, people, <laughs> if well, they deserve it. And people feed off you being mean. Like it, it goes back to the thing. Like if someone cuts me off in traffic, I don't flip them off because that feeds them. They're like, oh, you know what? you too and they'll flip you off back but like that's why i'm like i just started giving people a thumbs down it cuts so much oh, deeper that cuts deep. you're like you're yeah. right i did do bad <laughs> yeah know? just give them a just a shake the head mm-hmm. condescending oh that's so much worse than someone yes. yelling at you yes for sure yeah. someone, yells someone at you, acts wall. like they're disappointed in yep. you that slices if they're mm-hmm. just mad at you then you just get mad because that's yeah. just human nature yeah. and then you don't learn at all mm-hmm. yeah i don't Be know man. Mean if they deserve it that's funny i've been how are you gonna make the world better you know it's yeah like if people totally. are bad then Treat them accordingly, and then they won't do that. Yep. I think you know. It's a whole you 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 do bad, and you should feel bad. Like I, I walked like if someone's smoking a cigarette with their kid in the car, like I will roll down my window and be like 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 stop, you know, or like like you're bad, like you mm. you are bad, and you should feel bad for what you're doing. If yeah, someone, you know? and you're never gonna see him again, but it could help that kid. Yeah, yeah, that's the goal. <sighs> Kids are a weird thing because yeah. they are so innocent, and they just are receptive to everything. They yeah. don't because. They don't see it as like, oh, this is different than life is for other kids. They think, oh, all kids are locked in a car with cigarette smoke. I know. It's so tough. And then, of course, they'll grow up and smoke cigarettes in a car with their kid because unless someone yells at them at some point and says, that's wrong. What's happening to you as a kid is wrong. 
don't do that to your kids. They're going to do that to kids. And that's why beating kids, beating wives and all these horrible things get perpetuated. It's people just stay in the cycles. I don't know how to fix them, man. <laughs> Again, their question hit you with the question. Yeah, that was, that's sad though. I, I totally feel that man. That's like a, and then it sucks because then more wealthy people aren't having kids anymore mm -hmm. but then more impoverished people are and i'm like oh that's kind of just yeah yeah more people need to be consciously having kids i hate that argument of, oh why would i bring be... another kid into this world i'm like fuck you you're <laughs> so privileged just to be like yeah it's not even privileged you're so that's such a wrong way of looking at it thinking oh um i as a i could raise a kid in a really good way so that they help the world but i'm not going to do that because there's already so many kids it's like yeah but the person who's going to have 10 kids none of their kids are going to be anything we need more consciously raised kids mm. so i hate it that the people yeah. who, whose kids could be helped you can say that but then go adopt a fucking orphan because yeah. they're already alive you yeah. know like go help them yeah you don't have to have your own kid if you mm -hmm. don't want to you know, if you don't want to do that or whatever. But yeah. And if you don't want to have a kid in your life, that's I fine. Can see that. But it, yeah. don't make it like, oh, the world is yeah. fucked up. Because I've yep. thought that too. Then I'm yep. like, what? You know? Yeah. I still want a child though. So maybe I'll go adopt a kid that's just mm -hmm. sitting in an orphanage right now that's already here. It's yeah. already here. And I don't think I could ever raise someone else's kid. I know it's really messed up to say. I am not advocating it at all. You're like a purebred dog guy too. He doesn't get dogs from the shelter. <laughs> I don't like dogs at all. <laughs> I'm kidding. But <laughs> I just think it's such a an interesting thing. Oh, I thought you were going to say pretentious. I was like, fuck you. No, no. I think yeah. it's such an interesting thing to like raise someone else's kid. Like I think it's a super, like I just think, if anything, I think I'm bad for not being able to do it. I think it's mm. like a thing that it's you're courageous. Could, yeah, it's courageous. Brave. I yeah. totally think it is. No, Kim definitely wants to. And I'm like, I... Don't have anything against it, but it's the same thing. It's the same thing with dogs. It's so fucking sad. But if you're gonna get own. an orphan, you better get a young one. Yes. Because otherwise, like yep. my parents' friends have orphan child, like adopted children. I don't know why I keep saying orphan. <laughs> adopted children, Jesus. And I mean, they're so fucked up, dude. Like, yeah. They were never gonna ever, ever, ever imagine be normal. how and it's so sad. It'd be and different to know that that kid kind of looks like you and kind of looks like your favorite person oh, in the world. No, I. <laughs> of course i want my own child so bad but it's like yeah i don't know yeah I th anyone who, who adopts nine kids, years you, down the road. you are a hero honest to god okay but gun to your head gun to your head yeah. barrel pressed against your temple yeah. <laughs> <laughs> would if the world was like actually going spinning like, in a direction where you could look and be like with decent okay, amount in of certainty 2060 in 2060 it's fucking done the country's going to slowly start dwindling. People are going to have to start moving here because the ozone, like, I'm actually talking about a realistic apocalyptic event happening. You would not have a kid, would you? Because why? Yeah. Why would you want to have a five-year-old yep. go through that? Like, totally, yeah. totally, totally, totally. And again, this is not okay. me saying that's going to happen. I'll no, probably it's not. I'll probably have my own kid. But yeah. if that happened, I'm not going to have a fucking mm -hmm. kid. All right. Yeah, I can, I can see yeah. that line of thinking. Because it would be like, okay, well, do you need to know that your kid will make it to 80, though? Like, like the world will at least be there i know how 80. much is it worth it? but it's like i want them to have a fulfilling 30 years you know mm -hmm. i think you gotta get 30 under your belt <laughs> but w okay so say the world is going to end in 2016 would you not want it to live for those 20 years 2016 bro yeah or you know what I mean? like a couple years ago when you turned 20 like you had oh you had, 2000 oh, okay so you're actually i thought you meant 2016 no 2016 <laughs> like like would you like your parents ended. would you not have, like your parents could be like oh well it's gonna he would only be able to live till 20 that's mean you would have still wanted to live those 20 years wouldn't you <laughs> yeah that's the hey then that means you're pro-life right 
Because wouldn't you rather exist wow. than not? Wow. I've never had it thought yeah. to that point. Fuck. Rather exist than not? I don't know. <sighs> yeah. I would rather be have an existence where I feel love than not. And I don't think that we're going to talk about abortion, but I don't think that parents that want abortions are going to love their kids that much. So yeah. you're setting a kid up for failure. So that's what I'm, yeah. yeah. Anyone who's pro or anti-abortion should also make sure that the kids are well taken care of as soon as they pop out that need that's like a oh that should be like yeah, yeah they don't care about them when they're out they're like yeah. okay cool you're born so, so that's a big thing i don't know the the whole thing is like i think the idea of abortion or not is such a clean cut like oh well women should have the choice but then you think about like reality okay what's how many months into it can they have the abortion that's the real question that's it's the like, real shit. that's really question. fucking hard to answer yeah because <laughs> i don't know <laughs> you know as soon as it has brain waves as soon as it has a heartbeat i think that the Louis C.K. has a joke about this that I always think about when I think about abortion. Abortion is killing a baby. You are killing a baby when you're aborting a child because it would be a baby. It would be a person. It's technically your, but it's okay. You know what I mean? Like that's the way to think about it. Cause how are you, I can't do mental gymnastics to make myself think it's not a baby yet. It's only two weeks old. I'm like, yeah, but it would be. So it kind of is, but that's okay mm -hmm. because that parent does not want the kid. It was an accident. And the kid's going to be born into a poor family that doesn't love it. Like sometimes, not all the time, but you know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. so that might be okay. Like, let's stop romanticizing life so much. Maybe that's okay. You know? Yeah. That's my whole thing on it. Like, cause then it, you're, the argument's kind of over. I'm like, yeah, it is killing a baby, but I'm okay with that, which sounds fucked up, but it's because, <laughs> you know, yeah, Jesus, I don't think, I think that I would rather not exist than exist in a family where my parents don't even fucking want me. That's going to be a painful existence. Yeah, but you know. go to some of those people, and those are some of the most motivated people. Like, it's such a weird thing for you it's a to bunch be like, of what oh, ifs. I pity it's those ifs. people. Like, what yeah. if a millionaire looks at your life and you're like, oh, I pity you. I'd rather not live than be you. You'd be like, yeah. hey, fuck you, man. At least I'm still here. You know, like, I think. Yeah. So I, would, I wouldn't look on anyone yeah, and an think, asshole, oh, I'm man, sorry. I'd rather die than be that. Like, I'm thinking, you know what? I think all those people are, you know, happy to be alive or else they would have killed themselves. Yeah. I don't know, man. That's so, a good point, man. I don't know. It then uh, that's like the ultimate. It's insult. a bunch of what ifs. Yeah, it's his ultimate insult. Just to yeah. be like, oh, I pity your existence. Like I'd, <laughs> I'd feel bad to even live where you are. You're like, oh, I okay. would rather die than exist as you. Yeah, that was <laughs> fucked up. I'm sorry, people. but everyone thinks that way, and yeah. like I did until I like thought it through to the end. I'm like, no, I think everyone's like maybe not happy with where they are, but at least they're like, okay, at least I'm here. It could always be worse. Yeah, it There's could always be some worse. people that are just all they ever do is starve. They're born and they don't get any food and they die a week later. That's yeah. some people's entire life. Very valid. So is that life worth having? Is it worth? Oh, I don't it, know about that one. Yes, exactly. Like, <laughs> that's okay. the one where I'm like, uh, no. <laughs> or what if you did genuinely have a kid that popped out with such bad medical conditions that they would be in like a wheelchair with a breather their entire life yes that's a different conversation and i think we're on the same page as that yeah yeah that's that's a whole lot wait did you have another question you started to ask it and then i have got... a bunch but we can just do whatever but yeah, yeah let's that, go for it that, that one's tough i know man. like that gets to a dark place <laughs> <laughs> we might lose a few listeners yeah, it's, for that it, it's like the wolf of wall street you're free yeah <laughs> <laughs> no. okay um okay three small things that you could force everyone to do but not like by force but it's just like they, yeah, they do them three things thing. everybody does that would have the most positive impact on like their life in the world three small like everyday things drink 
a big glass of water with every meal you eat. You'll eat less. You'll feel more full. You'll be more hydrated. You'll feel better. I dig that. <laughs> no one does. A lot of people will yeah. eat without drinking water, and then they'll drink water later. So big, drink a big water, a glass of water with you every time you eat. Um, just always have the benefit of the doubt for yourself and for other people in terms of like, if things don't go well, like be like, oh, you know, like, okay, I didn't get that job because if I did, maybe I would have died on the way to work that day. Or like this person doesn't like me. Like, like understand that everything happens generally for a reason. Like don't hate people or yourself for anything. Um, and the third one is, I don't know, don't feel guilty for enjoying, oh, I guess these aren't things to do. No, that's fair though. Those are good. That's yeah. Good. Don't feel guilty. Like, like I personally, if I play video games for a day, I'll feel guilty. Like if, oh, even I if know, I've worked for so 20 fun. days in a row. Yes. And I take one day off, but the whole thing is everyone around you will get like, if you take two days off, everyone around you kind of guilts you. They're like, oh, well, you haven't been doing much lately or like shit like that. And it's like, when my parents do that. I'm like, I've been on my computer for two I days know, straight. I know. think I was watching YouTube. Like, yeah, I know. I'm going to watch video games and yeah. So yeah, don't let people guilt you have benefit of the doubt and games. drink more water. Mm. I don't know. I would I like say this. get more sleep, but I don't even follow that one. No. Yeah. You suck at sleeping. I suck at sleeping. That's my worst quality in life. What about you? What would be your three? I would say like if it's like a 10 minute thing, like I'm going to say three 10 minute things. Mm, cool. Split up all of your interactions throughout the day into like the first opening two sentences or something like how you enter a conversation or interaction and just attempt to make that as positive as you can. Nice. You know, yeah, absolutely. That has a crazy compounding effect on everybody's day. Mm -hmm. If everybody did that, holy shit. Yeah. Another 10 minutes just genuinely do something that uses your body to like move efficiently and with purpose like be 10 jump squats <laughs> yeah anything 10 minutes jesus man yeah. five minutes of stretching and then just do a little core exercise oh my god holy shit your life would change 10 yeah. minutes if, if you did if you just uh, stretched a little bit did 10 jump squats sprinted like 50 yards and then stretched a little bit more in 10 minutes every day you'd be in incredible shape and feeling yes. great and you'd be a t you'd be a different person if you don't do that now it takes 10 minutes and you'd be a different person not that i do it every day i'm not no, I'm, me I'm either my yeah we're talking about idealized yes perfect if everybody could do something yeah. that had the most positive impact and then the third one meditate for 10 minutes <laughs> yeah meditate i don't know yeah something like that just like unplug from fucking life like just hang out with your family for 10 like hopefully more than 10 minutes but just unplug from the world don't distract yourself eternally like try to just chill and have a conversation with your family that isn't based around mundane daily things it's a big thing i have with my parents is that every fucking time i talk to them they're just like oh rick how'd that thing go oh remember tomorrow you have this oh do that just ask me a cool question like i have cool things going on like talk to me that's a thing that i would say to everybody too don't just have conversations about how your structure is in your life like ask a cool question what did mm -hmm. that person think about this you know yeah that's why i really like starting the shows with like all right like what have, what have you been excited to like be spending your time on lately? like what do you like what are some thoughts that you've really been thinking about so like, much better fun yeah. don't yeah. do the yeah don't do like, the whole oh hey, what, what have you done, done? Uh, what are you going do? yeah. yeah like oh what was what was your childhood like like i hate yeah talks like like uh what's his name the my next guest needs no introduction when kanye oh, went Letterman. on yeah i don't like him anyway what'd you eat no. last night oh what are you doing with this i'm like i don't care at all about his past i'm saying what is he doing right now you know yeah what's significant about this guest yeah what do you want yeah and that's what people are most amped to talk about is like what's exciting in their future i mm -hmm. think from a lot of people at least all right, I have another Hit me with another. <laughs> they're cool right yeah, yeah okay. i like them they're cool um do you think that forcing creativity stifles it or does discipline like does discipline with cre creativity kind of like build the muscle or um is spontaneous creativity always better 
You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's kind of a weird question, but you know what I mean? Entirely, yeah. I get it. I think uh, an exact middle grind, I, I, I say that, but like everyone pushes like, oh, daily grind. If you put an hour in a day every day, you'll be way better than the person who just works seven, seven hours one day and then not for a month. But I would push back against that. I've spent literally probably 30 or 40 hours on something and deleted it all and done 30 minutes of work and had it be more productive. And like you can make the argument, oh, but you needed to do that 30 hours to hit that 30 minutes. But I don't necessarily agree with that. I think, I think having multiple things that you could be spending your time on, like, okay, you could write and then you could also, um, you know, go start a business or be talking to people. Like you could figure out what kind of thing you want to be putting your time into is the way to do it rather than forcing something. Like, have you ever sat down and tried to like type, continue writing? No, oh, yeah. All the time. Yeah. And nothing comes out. And then if you force it, it's shit. It's so fucking it's bad. Cause I'm just shit. trying to get through it. And then yeah. every once in a while you'll feel like. You'll just be thinking about the thing you're writing, like, oh, that's a good idea. Yep. And you'll start writing and then it'll be like, oh, I just wrote five pages and they're so good, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, but that goes against what most people say of like, you just got to do it every day. And yeah. I would I would argue that that's how shitty art gets made. Yeah. You I think know? structured creativity creates shitty art. I think that a little bit of it is like building the muscle. Like yeah. if you have a spontaneous burst of creativity, act on it. Use it. And yeah. use it because yep. then you'll be better next time. Yeah. And you'll be more likely to have that burst again. And this is coming, yeah, like I, yeah, I think everybody should obviously have a couple of hobbies because they're cool and they make you more rounded out as a person, but make one of them creative and don't like go into woodworking, go into this. I'm not saying that's not creative, but do one where you're like, you know, doing magic. You're fucking creating something out of thin air because it's cool. And yeah. you, well, I'd argue that creating woodwork is creating, like you have an idea of what a chair is going to look like. But and you're following you, a tutorial. But you know what if I you mean? don't? Okay, I'm saying if you don't. Like, if you literally have an idea of like, holy cow, I'm going to make this new sculpture or this new design. It was nowhere in the world. And then all of a sudden you had an idea of how you're going to sculpt this thing or make a chair. And then you 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 kind of make it out of thin air. But I agree. Like, like writing is another way. Like, there's different levels of how much it is. I think Agreed. like something like paint by numbers where you're filling in something with color. Like, maybe that's not yeah. creative. And I don't like draw, but I just think that... Like, it's kind of weird when people are like, oh, I draw all the time, but they just like draw things they see. Yeah. I think that. But you I can't should... even do that. Oh, I, I, yeah, I have I... no spatial creativity. Yeah. No. <laughs> you know? Music's kind of like that, I feel like. Yeah. It's like time creativity. It's okay. Here's a weird thing with creativity. When you feel like you're just pulling from other sources, like obviously mm -hmm. everything ever has taken ever. influence from yeah. something, the and archetype or whatever, and then you bit. built on it and you make it your own, hopefully. Yeah. But isn't it weird when you're like, uh, Oh yeah, that happened in Alien. So I'll, you know, I don't yeah. know. I try not to do that, but sometimes you'll feel, mm -hmm. you'll feel the, you'll channel your influences too much. But it's cool, and I think, I think being aware of it, and at least making sure some of it's your own is yes. the, the key to it. Mm -hmm. I would say eighty or ninety, but if or yeah, if I'm being generous to myself, maybe hopefully seventy percent of what I create is an amalgamation of other stuff that input, and maybe like ten to my ideal would be like twenty percent mm -hmm. is my own genuine. It's seasoned with Tiger's brain, yeah. Yeah, but it's like I think the majority of output is input. That's mm -hmm. hard to argue otherwise. Like even like arguments and like conversations that I have, like they're influenced by Sam Harris and Duncan Trussell and Joe Rogan and all the like mm -hmm. uh, Sebastian Younger, all these different people. Like the input definitely impacts my output for sure another 10 minute thing that i didn't say that i would change would be or like that i'd have everybody do would be to journal not every day but maybe like once a week just write down like the important events of that week and how they're taking you to where you want to be yeah because then it keeps that 
goal in mind and then you each week you're like okay cool and also it's just fucking fun to write stuff down and reflect and then you go read it later Mm -hmm. like that's a cool experience is writing down a bunch of stuff in a journal and then reading it like a year later and be like oh my god i remember that because you'll forget that shit memory's so like fleeting it's so fleeting the weirdest thing of all is if you do it with dreams and real life the dreams are more vivid than the real life memories for me personally of course dude for sure in a a weird way yeah i have a dream that i like walked around some palace and a tiger followed me the whole time i was like uh (laughs) i was like a carpenter fixing their thing and there's a tiger and i was like ah you're gonna get that tiger out of here (laughs) i remember it like it really happened i'm oh yeah convinced almost more real than something that happened the whole thing for you yeah yeah that compared to uh, a day at the lodge or dr- uh, biking to chemistry like that's like kind of like a couple very foggy. of photographs yeah. but like if i think of a vivid dream i've had it's like whoa like that's like a 4k movie yeah <laughs> no, literally, i can watch the movie play mm-hmm. yeah i'm not just seeing images you're right yeah I yeah dreams are but, fucking weird. so here's the thing other people focus more on memory like we just don't focus on memory much do we have a higher risk of something like Alzheimer's or brain disease because oh, we never use that it's muscle? Like the muscle, yeah. Or do they, because universally memory is very weak and they, they put so much thought and emphasis on it, then, then when they realize that it's faltering, it's more apparent where we base our life more on like core understandings, procedural memory rather than like, mm. you know, like, yeah, is it, no. which way is better in terms of like keeping Griffin could remember a project he did in second oh, grade. I can't remember, remember Dark Souls map. He can remember, yeah. <laughs> Three he can remember ago. a Dark Souls map. That is <laughs> God tier. Friend that he ago. played one time, by yeah, the way. Yeah, I know. That's but he can also nuts. remember. You could say a project he did in second grade where he drew a big thing on a thing, and he could remember that shit. Oh, I yeah. don't remember high school. I don't remember high school. <laughs> and I don't. Yeah, you think marijuana has to do question. with it? Do you think like no? If we I don't never remember middle school or, either. <laughs> or, I know, but, but what's the point? Is the whole thing? It's I think like, we're just more whimsical people. What, <laughs> but I don't the, know. What's the point of really vividly remembering middle school? I don't know because they people would be like, oh, then you can learn from your mistakes. I'm like, I've you still do. I, yeah, learn, you I know still to do. learn. I don't, I don't remember. Don't... Need to remember what it was like sitting in that fucking chair. I remember I when that kid bullied me and I stood up to him or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. It didn't earlier in the talk. It didn't affect me. I remember that. Fuck that kid. No. no, that's so funny. Everybody just get bullied. Like Chris Rock has a joke where he's like, we need more bullies. How do you think all of our technology gets made? You know, that's so funny. I think proving people wrong is a big motivator. Like if I'm like, you know what, Rick, I don't really believe in you. I don't think your gym will open up. You're like, Fuck it. I'm definitely going to open it up now. No, that's like, that's why that you want people to criticize you more, you know, because mm-hmm. it's easy to hand out compliment compliments yeah. sometimes. And it's easy to get compliments from people that love you. But it's like, yeah, but tell me what the fuck, you know? Like when I stopped working out because I fucked up my shoulder and then we were like at some beach trip and my mom was like, Rick, you're looking kind of fat. And I was like, oh my God. And then I came home and lost a bunch of weight and got back into working out. I'm like, thank you, mom. Jesus. That's so funny. no one else would say that to me. And it's sometimes it's hard to tell, you know, I don't know. It's weird. There's a way to, to criticize people that's useful. And then there's a way that's just hurtful. Feel it. It's hard to get that. Yes. I don't know. Like, so, so say you're doing something like, say I read your book and I really didn't like it. I like, I think it's no, awesome, but okay. No, yeah, so say, it, it's okay. no, but here, so <laughs> say I really didn't like it. I'm like, Rick, this is bad. Yeah. That's a, not a good way to criticize no, yeah. someone. But if I'm Sandwich like, Hey comment. Rick, I think your, your sentences are too long. I think you should, you should just try to make your sentences shorter. That's useful. Mm-hmm. That's useful criticism. There's definitely a, a differentiation between just hurtful language that doesn't help someone improve and actual specific that's the whole thing compliment generally and criticize specifically 
or like the sandwich method where you're like, oh, I really like what you did here, but this could be better. But as I long as like it's it. genuine. Yes, as long as, as, long as it's genuine. genuine, don't force it. <laughs> yeah. Also, if someone genuinely created something awesome that took them like a year, like wrote a book or drew an awesome fo- picture, whatever, it didn't take a year, but they really made something. If they really put their effort into it, they want criticism. Mm-hmm. Like my grandparents read my book, my dad read my book, and they were all just like, oh, it's really good. I'm like, what did you not like though? Because I'm genuinely curious. Like, mm-hmm. did the characters feel real? Did this happen? Did that like, you know, I don't but know. here's the thing. You're not going to automatically take all their criticism into account. It's only if two of them or more have the exact same criticism. Yes. You're like, okay. I'll definitely fix that. But just if your mom says, oh, you know, I think this story was a little uh, too dark. You should take that out. Like you can't just make the whole thing to her. But if like three people told you like, hey, you should really take that one out. Yeah. You're like, you okay, need to be I a will. good critic. Yeah. 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 And you need to, you need to like almost crowdsource the most important one because i think everyone's gonna have a different critique and then you notice the commonalities and be like yeah and you also have to stick with your vision if everybody yes. told me the stories were too dark i'm gonna be like yeah but i want to make a dark fucking book so mm-hmm. fuck you, you but know? it's so weird having people read something that is is it did oh, come from your so mind weird yeah <laughs> you know? dude and I mean, then there's like, no That's like dark rape or anything like your book you freak. <laughs> <laughs> well, i don't know it, okay here's the thing when i wrote it i was gonna have the twist be that um Saw in her mind. Ooh. No, that okay. So like, she thinks that her husband's cheating on her with her with his secretary. Mm-hmm. So then she's like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna cheat on him." Then, and then it turns out he's not actually cheating on her. Oh god! And then so they come out of it, and she's like, "She fucked up thinking that he did," and it's like that would have been really good. But then I was watching all these things and reading all these things where they use cheat as like this easy out as like an easy twist. Obviously, it's and, and so I'm like, I'm not gonna have that. I don't want to put more of that energy into the world of like it's just too easy mm-hmm. to make someone cheat on someone else and having be like, ah, see, it's a plot point. They, they cheated. Now they have a, a thing, but I'm like, what if a character who like you kind of identify with did a really shitty thing? Yeah. You know? So I'm like, okay, I'll try that. And then gets murdered later. <laughs> <laughs> Cause revenge, I think revenge is so much better when it's like really like I made it a clear cut like okay someone did a really bad thing they got what, what was coming to them yeah. Yeah, I don't know so satisfying I don't know. yeah it was satisfying sometimes was like, oh. sometimes things are so good when the ending isn't satisfying though like have you ever seen the movie Seven Mm-mm. with Brad Pitt and Morgan Freeman the box yeah. <laughs> what's in the what's box, in the box? <laughs> what's in the box man <laughs> no, no I've, I've seen the gifts and stuff but yeah. I haven't seen the actual movie anyway the ending is the most unsat well it's very it's a really good ending but it's not what you wanted to happen at all Mm-hmm. obviously yeah i mean sure people have seen it's, it yeah. it came out forever did it come out 2007 yeah yeah his wife's head's in the box yeah Sorry, people <laughs> <laughs> so hit your the guy you like's wife died and then yeah it's just it's fucked up but it makes a better movie i don't know i was trying to say is it brad i have pitts? no idea is it brad pitts wife? and morgan freeman yeah oh they're the two people and kevin spacey and then kevin's but fuck him <laughs> oh yeah it's so hard to watch his movies oh now. i literally can't i don't know do you still watch louis ck's comedy oh i don't care at all i love it. i know dude. but you cannot care but you can also just see him and be like, that's, that's all he weird. talks about. You're just though. a weird he's guy. He's just like, yeah, jerk off in front of him. Like he, oh, it's all he talks <laughs> about in his comedy. So I'm like, oh, whatever. At least he's honest. That's so funny. And it's not like a horrific thing. It's, it's just nothing. Weird. Yeah. It's so weird. I would it's never so do weird. it. Just go home and jerk off, you know. If anything, it'd be weirder. I wouldn't want yeah, someone I swing. Yeah, I wouldn't want someone to watch me do that. It'd be like, that's just strange. How would you bust if <laughs> two people are like just watching you and they're uncomfortable and they're fully clothed? I know. I wonder if he like, like in a green for room? criticism, if he's like a femdom kind of person. Like, yeah, yeah throw insults at me as yeah, I like, It's so small. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Like, is he so that or does he literally just like want women to just like be in the room yeah. looking he at him? He wants like live porn or not even porn. No. He just wants to like look at girls live yeah, while he's jerking it. Yeah, that is so strange. No, it's so weird. 
but I love that guy, so I'll keep well, watching this shit. What he should have done is he should have just like paid people on like random people to do it rather than using the girls who are on tour with him. That's where it gets dark is like those like the he the fact kind that kind of assumed his power over them. Yes. Yeah. And and it's the whole thing of like, oh, if I say no to this and he doesn't like me, he'll kick me off his tour and that was my one chance of success. So yes. I kind of have to say yes. I'm like, that's shitty. If he did it where he was like, oh, he has this weird kink where he likes people watching him have sex, but he pays people and they're all okay with it. I'm like, cool, go for it, man. I don't care. But using it in that sly kind of way is kind of like a Weinstein thing mm-hmm. where it's like, you know, it's like they worked their whole life for this opportunity. They're not yeah. going to give it up for something like but that. But there were girls where they said no and there was nothing that ever happened and they're very really? successful. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. cool. It was a bunch of people. Like it was pretty well That's so known, weird. I guess. And the girls all said yes and they were like into it and mm. they still have great careers. Now they have, you know, $40 million each. Like oh my God, he paid so much because so he got caught in the end of that Me Too thing. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I like that guy and it's fucked up, but. He paid for it with a year of stress and hatred, and he didn't get to do comedy for a year and like eighty million dollars. So I think he's That's such good. a weird thing. He yeah. didn't get to do comedy. Couldn't he always just go do comedy? Like there were people protesting still. Really like outside of his yeah. That's I mean, nuts. It's more just like he was shunned by society, so he mm. took a year and just kind of like was a recluse. And now he's coming back, and people are like protesting it. I'm like. <sighs> everybody's gonna watch his shit it's gonna be fucking hilarious he's mm-hmm. the best comedian i've ever he's my favorite so i don't know nice <laughs> he's not yeah. anything like joe rogan i, oh, <laughs> I love joe a comedian who yells for an hour <laughs> <laughs> no i don't laugh at comedy specials i i don't even, i mean i've tried to watch a bunch of them I'm like oh like i watch bill burr and i'll bill laugh Burr's a couple times yeah i watch dave Chappelle. i'll laugh a couple times louis ck i seriously laugh at every single joke really? it's like nice. i get to put it's magical i get to click play and get to just feel joy and laughter for an hour. It's nice. crazy. I think each I person has how their he cuts Because for through. me, that's Bill Burr. Really? But I've watched other comedians where I'm like, yeah, it's kind of funny. But when I watch Bill Burr's podcasts, like with Joe and other people, yeah, yeah I die. For some reason, podcasts are way more funny because they're they like are. organic, I think. Mm-hmm. It's just the the theatrics of it is just weird, man. Yeah. I don't like it. We just did two hours. You want to call it? No. I need to go pee so bad. Okay, I call it. I have to pee too. <laughs> All right, okay. Bye, people. I'll catch you later, That's man. That's awesome.